Wake up gamers, cause you're listening to the Big Think Dimension with Dan and Bob Video Games. I've looked into every possible timeline, and let me tell you, the one where Africa was the heartland of video games had some interesting tweets from Kotaku writers. Oh no! Chris Wolfhart. May the fourth be with you. And Dr. Agro. I'd like to echo Bob's oh no. Here on Gigaboots. Yeah, What's that guy's insane. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like that. That isn't that isn't like oops. I I I said a fucky wucky. Like that's I had to go get that image to make the uh -huh. comparison I am now making that is unfavorable regardless of what angle you look at it from. <laughs> Hey, uh, Todd, what are you building there? Oh, uh, a cross. I'm going to put it on your lawn later and light it on fire. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Big Thing Dimension number 220. This is the one where you get to talk about many things. <laughs> that intro uh, talked about possibly one of the most noteworthy things, but we, you know, we cover video games instead of people in the video game industry that maybe shouldn't be. <laughs> Hopefully won't be by the end of the week, but I <laughs> we'll see, right? We'll see. Um, that's right. We're here to talk about important stuff. Like Dead Island 2 and the fact Chris is a, a gray block right now. I don't know why that's happening. I have a theory. Yeah, I don't there know why go. that's happening either. <laughs> why is he tiny now? What in the world is going on? Okay, I, I misclicked. We're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the tiny dot redemption on fucking Chris. Okay, anyways, it's hello, funny. It's just a Knights of Old Republic character. What's wrong? Uh, last Friday we had we played Dead Island. Uh, we had Dude. a really we had a really great time playing. Dead. Is it really distinguishable? I, I mean, guess legally, the, yes. The first one happened on an island, so. <laughs> It gets entitled to that name in a way that uh, two, which takes place in hell a doesn't really get to. Um, I really have so little to say about that game, frankly. It's, it's exactly what I thought it would be. Dead Island, both of them, I'm sure now, mm -hmm. is a game for people to get really high and just hit buttons and get loot. And they're like, oh, I got the really strong bat. My brain and, feels good. And do co-op. The pejorative uh, gamer stereotype for Grand Theft Auto V loves Dead Island 2. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't really have much else to say. Uh, Dead Island 2 is a game with really mushy melee, <sighs> a weird weapon system, and quests that are terrible, and every progression mechanic is... Find the key to unlock the thing. And a lot of the time, the key is, in fact, a box that is a circuit breaker that you shove in a hole. Mm -hmm. That is most of the game. We must have done that at least 25 times. Yeah, like literally every level feels like it's trying to make the small area they made mm -hmm. take as long as humanly possible. Yeah. You have to walk back and forth as many times as you possibly can, mm -hmm. usually Man, finding I, these circuit I, breakers. I can't believe we got two games like that in the same week. <laughs> yeah. And they were both seventy dollars. Yep. Yep. At yep. least one of them ran properly. 
Yeah, out of out of all three and of these seventy dollars games, one of them sixty frames per second for real. Yeah, and, and two and two of them presumably have enemies that react to the things you're doing. <laughs> we just yeah, you you arrange them, and these have this in common, and these have this in common, but all three are seventy dollars and shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. It's funny that. Deathly Two looks so much visually better than Redfall. Yeah, that's like, really in no weird. No world would you expect that. Yeah, no. Redfall looks like shit, despite really John Lennon coping. Yeah, the motion blur on it absolutely terrible. It being only thirty frames per second really does a lot to damage that even further. Uh, there's tons of texture problems. The models look terrible. The lighting is awful in yeah. Redfall. Like all of this is so rock bottom that it's like. Who thought that the the chat of fluidity in video games this week would be Dead Island Two? Wow. Um. Yeah, I, Dead Island Two. The weirdest thing about it is very early on in us playing it, we leveled up, and it leveled up a mission we had to do. So it made the 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 technically side objective mission. Mm-hmm. So not mandatory single like linear thing. It made that a higher level. It made it more difficult. So we went, okay, I guess we just don't level. It'll make the game harder. And then we crash into the final boss of the game who just won't die. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm doing a really good job fighting him by the end of attempting it at all. And then we just give up on attempting it and go grind for two hours because we didn't go to the first area to do a bunch of easy side objectives. We went to, like random areas that we were like i like how this area looks and they're like we made the most insane thing figure out how to get into this fenced in area and i'm like i can't solve your riddle riddler i can't i give up uh but we leveled up twice in these two hours just twice and the final boss went down and i think seven hits it was comical it was so unhinged yeah yeah that's that's what I expected Dead Island 2 to be. You eat all the eggs, and then you're stronger than every single thing you run up on in the meal, on the, in the main story, and it sets off the, the dopamine. Right. Side objective enemies still take a heavy hit. Like, I went back to the second area you go into, which is uh, Beverly Hills, to do side missions the day after our stream, because I wanted to spend a little bit more time with the game. Mm-hmm. And, like, the zombies still take a charged hit in order to kill. Like, even though we leveled up, because it leveled up the, the whole open world. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, there was a character there, though, that made leveling... Like, we should have gone to the Beverly Hills area, for sure, because it I'm, was just cake to level. The reason we went to the places we did, we looked at the objectives we had, and those mm-hmm. were for those later areas. We hadn't picked up the missions from those earlier areas, as far as I could tell. Well, no, it was... We went to those because people were missing in the ones we went to, and then you went to the one that was down the street from the... Well, they did they call it a hotel? I don't. I remember. forget. But you went to the one down the street from there because we were already there, mm-hmm. and then that one was like a four floor like TV news station, and it was going up and down yeah. all the floors over and over to take the longest time possible to travel through an area involving very laboriously unlocking one door at a time in the whole building, and then running back to where you started. Um, Meanwhile, Beverly Hills, I, I went there and y- you remember the uh, former rock star with his yeah. wife, who's also an alcoholic and the daughter. Yeah. Yeah. They gave out a bunch of easy side missions and there was someone else around there, which you just walk around there for a bit and you can find them. They're a quest giver. Right. Exactly. They, we hadn't. We didn't have that one. Twi- we didn't have. We had the other one. Okay. We could have done that. We just didn't. 
it, those were easy. Those were thousands of experience points. Um, but there was this other person hanging out in Beverly Hills um, where, you know, they're just like, give me these pieces of flesh. I'm an artist. You know, it's, it's literally okay. the most annoying character they could have written in this context. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's literally just, you killed enemies, you have these bits in your inventory, just put them in the bucket and get thousands of experience. So I leveled up twice within an hour right the day after and then i just went i'm good because uh the last quest in that area was go to every pool in beverly hills in the correct <laughs> order to find the clues and then eventually we go okay go to that person's place and i'm like i don't know where they live they're dead now and i'm supposed to remember they're a part of the twitch streaming crew and go to a completely different map area <sighs> because dead island 2 is not like a true open world it's, it's like like not an open world at all some would say it some might say they're really big tony hawk underground levels <laughs> yeah um, medium sized yeah, tony dude, hawk underground you have levels. to run through the really the really long stretch of mall to get between them like tony hawk's american wasteland i mean it's virtually that but no they just do a loading screen instead uh, luckily, since it's PS5, the loading screen's like five seconds, maybe, mm -hmm. and not last gen where it's like a minute or something yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. You could potentially have fun with that game. I, I didn't. I found it the most, one of the worst games I've played in a long time. Like, I could not stand it because the, the <laughs> melee is all you have and uh -huh. it feels terrible. You can upgrade your weapons with elemental abilities, and all that really means they oh, yeah. don't work on elemental zombies. Yeah, which is the thing we got to talk about. You would think elemental zombies just have the ability to attack with elements, but You'd... it literally is. This zombie is the caustic zombie, meaning poison can't work on them at all. And I'm like, why would I have any elements on any of my weapons then? Yeah, it's like the zombie's on fire. That means he's immune to fire. It's like, no, he should be dying. <laughs> put, a, put a quarter in the jar, because I'm going to say it. Uh, it's like Dark Souls. Yeah, you can put any element you want on your weapons. You shouldn't. You should just always take the upgrades that make you do more flat damage <laughs> yeah. forever. Yeah, so eventually we just never got any elements ever again. Yeah, because it was such a losing strategy. Yeah. I don't know who makes a game where it's like, here are the cool upgrades for your weapons. It will just make them not work on entire swaths of enemies. I'm like, okay, then I'm not going to do it. Like, that's the solution. This, this is spoilers, but... Oh, wait, you you want to jump to the plot thing or no, some actually, some of the uh, some of the bosses. Uh, OK, this is spoilers for Ted Island, too. I'm going to play the music. Guys, the final boss is a, an enemy, a regular enemy we fought at least three times before. Yeah, it was like five. Yeah. By that point, because early on, they were like, look in this tube. It's the super bastard. And then we fought and defeated him. And then he came back as a normal enemy type. And we're like, excuse me? Yeah. And then he came back as allegedly the final boss of the game. And we're like, excuse me? Did he Did he have a new move? I don't remember him having a new move. He did more damage. And he had more, <laughs> yeah, more ads. Yeah, he shut me the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't really him who had the ads. It was these tubes in the room. So <laughs> it's not like that's a move he pulled. No. <laughs> okay, so they just put, like, a big group of normal enemies together and called it a boss. Well, no, because he was an important character. This was an important moment. But then he... It's like we're supposed to watch him go through a metamorphosis into the final boss. 
and and then he becomes identical to five other guys we fought. I I really want that in a Resident Evil game where you get like the the villain characters is is ascending or transforming, and they just turn into a fucking liquor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wesker just transforms, not even into a crimson head, just a normal fucking zombie. Oh my god, he's wait, bang bang bang. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was driving Bob insane because the environment we have the final battle in actually does have a little bit of well, you know, Resident Evil does these. Yeah, it has a Resident Evil ending. Yeah, it's just literally if the Resident Evil boss turned into a liquor. Um, I don't hate this game as much as Bob. That's not to say I like it. Like it's genuinely an absolute rock bottom five or a sort of higher four. Yeah, it's, whereas I'm like, it's a two. Right. Bob <laughs> fucking hated this game, whereas I... Hey, when this is down to $10 on PSN, I'm going to eat it off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? $70. It's never going down to 10 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it totally won't be there by Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so, so we need to talk about, I think, the most interesting thing that came out of us playing this. Mm -hmm. And now I definitely want to want to put something on screen that says like dead island spoilers <laughs> these are super okay you're gonna talk about the only neat thing in the game <laughs> i do want to say real quick uh saints row and this have always been weirdly connected because the same publisher owned both mm -hmm. huh uh it, it, it it's fucked up that dead island 2 is a better follow-up to dead island 1 than the new saints row was to any of the old ones yeah yeah, that is screwed up. How could they do that? Well, clearly we need Dam Busters to make a Saints Row game that's just carbon copy of another Saints Row game. Because this is very directly Dead Island 1 with a different setting and a different vibe. Mm hmm Okay. It was funny that we had one of our mods who's an electrical engineer in chat losing his mind that every time we solved a logic <laughs> puzzle that was, how do you get the power flowing? It's two open wires, both of them active wires for yeah, some somehow, reason, and somehow. we keep pouring water on them to connect it. And he's just uh, losing his mind for hours straight. Oh that that that's, that's the solution to a puzzle in fucking zero time dilemma, <laughs> where you have to shove, you have to shove these two sparking broken wires into like, a channel in the floor and just pour water to fill the channel. And I'm like, that's <laughs> really fucking unsafe. <laughs> I think literally every electrical thing in this game had that air of like, oh yeah, I got this funnel full of water. I'm just gonna pour yeah, it. Off. We started making jokes of like, I'm gonna <laughs> grab a big old cup of electricity and just pour it into this enemy. Oh right, and the way it does elemental damage is like Horizon Zero Dawn. So you literally yeah. need to. I have an electric weapon. I'm going to hit you with it 500 times, and then you'll be electrified for like three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that wasn't the super Psychotic. cool thing. We're we're gonna talk about the super cool thing. <laughs> Chris, I am not hyperbolizing. I'm so glad you didn't watch the ending of the vaunted like at all, right? No. Great. The major plot of this game is that the zombie virus will turn some of us into the super chosen ones who are referring to themselves as, I shit you not, the Newmans. <laughs> and they show up as a CW-looking fucking brigade of cool guys doing this. Come on. <laughs> Come 
Come on. So Bob and I are like, why is this? Oh, sorry. N-U-M-E-N. Yeah. So, so it's not sophisticated. It's spelled like new man. It's spelled like new men. Uh, Tosh made the Randy Newman's salad dressing joke. And I'm like, how did I play that then, game for 18 hours and not think of that? And then Jerry Seinfeld shows up and it's like, new man. Uh... This, this is that's a dumber plot twist than the stupid plot twist in the bonus ending of Days Gone. See, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, I love this because it has those same vibes where they're just like, there's gonna come a new day, and us Newmans are so cool, and we're gonna we're gonna be able to be, we're the next step in human evolution. And I'm just like losing it because it, it's insane. It really has an energy to it with the performances the actors are doing and everything else that is the funniest shit in the world. It's way funnier than the Days Gone one because the Days Gone one, he's still like monstrous. Right. In this, the zombie virus makes them super brain monsters. So they, they just look identical to regular humans, but have cool tattoos and are white, yeah. whiter skinned. Yeah, it's kind of like do, if they became something between a blade and an underworld. Yeah. It do any of them, them use whiter? their powers? <laughs> I don't I don't know if it made them wider. Bob said that. I don't remember that. I, there was a black dude among them. There so was a, maybe them I'm just thinking white. about how some of them had white tattoos. Uh, when, you're, when you're seeing the vision, okay. they look really different. Yeah. Because you're seeing their aura. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you're a new Because you're on Newman, too. So your your mutant power is to do the Skyrim werewolf transformation and swipe at people for 90 seconds. Yes. Do you find out what any of their Newman powers are? I feel like they flexed it ever so slightly in the game, but I think it was implied to be like psychic powers, like psychokinetic. I think that happened in one cutscene. Right. I don't know if we actually got to see that. Because they're come not to the fruition. final boss. They set up for a Death Island 3 with this shit. Oh, oh, we're going to have to play that. So hard. Yeah. It's, um, dude, is this fucking written directed by Max Landis? They just fucking the shitty, their shitty ass ripoff of Chronicle? <laughs> is, is, is this so... part of the jumper universe? It was so upsetting because, like, this is the only cool thing in the game. What do you mean it's not in the game? <laughs> Yeah, it was funny as hell. Seventy dollar video game. <laughs> so anyway, I, I kept calling them the visors because they showed up and tried to teach you how to use your Newman powers. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that 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 is so true. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was so glad the payoff of this game was this terrible CW looking cast trying to be cool, and that's the ending. Oh my god. What's up? For some reason, they make a point of the main Newman is always barefoot. Oh, yeah. We were like, wait a minute. The villain's barefoot is legal? <laughs> because the camera is like there. Mm -hmm. Because you're on the ground. And, even and she, your, your character makes reference to it multiple times. Yeah. And at one point, you're in like a civilized office space inside of a hotel. And she's just walking around barefoot and no one else is. It's just like, what is this deal? What is going on? It's a, it's a bad game. I don't think anyone should... I can see a world in which people are enjoying it. Um, I don't know how many people fit in that slot. I don't. One other weird thing, it has a, yeah. it's set in Hollywood. And it has a bizarre thing where it's clearly modern day, but all the stuff you do in like Hollywood sets and stuff is based on the golden era of Hollywood, like 1970s. 
old, older, 60. older. Yeah, 60s, it's it's yeah. like sixties, fifties. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you really got to do that, or like, or like, it, it won't be cool at all because it's like, okay, go through the setting of our version of the office. Like that's that's not fun. It was, <laughs> but, it was, but, it, it was, but it's like go through the fucking set of this Hammer horror movie that hasn't been made in seventy years. Yeah, it was very strange though because the other half of the plot is like clearly making a fake apple and doing like Siri AI shit. Yeah, and talking about how everything in Hollywood is fake. Yeah, and, and, and they don't do th physical. This is what happens when your game takes a decade to make across like eight different developers? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I think it's... this game had five or six credited writers. <sighs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and it was really weird because they would literally say like, oh, they don't use practical effects anymore. Everything in Hollywood's so fake, it's all CG. Then you'd show up to the set where there are tons of practical effects and you just, what? Right? What? But anyway, I'm I'm good. Can we move on? Yeah, we can move on. Okay, cool. I'm going to stop that. We're let's move on to talk about Redfall. <sighs> Uh, just to sign off on that segment again, the highest score I think I'd give Dead Island 2 is a 5.0 for used <laughs> decibels. I feel like it mostly resides in, a, in an upper four, but then occasionally a couple of light moments in there. I was like, this is this is a five. <laughs> like I started to sort of mildly enjoy what I was doing. Bob hates it more than Hitler. Uh, <laughs> Hitler, famously not a fan of Redfall. <laughs> or Dead I, Island 2. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I, I meant he, whatever. Hey, hey, Bob. Hey, what's up? You played two, three and a half hours of Redfall. They Technically a, five, right? Because, yeah, with two different characters. So I know. The, I, <laughs> I played seven to eight hours with the same character. <laughs> That's cool. That's crazy. <laughs> Did you beat the game? Kind of felt like we would have done that if we kept going. No, because there's a whole second map. Okay. You got pretty close to doing all the main missions in the first map, I think, though. <laughs> Man, that game sure isn't done. That game sure should have been sat on until October of 2024. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't feel like it's even close to being done. It feels like they launched it two years early. Let me... um. Let it, me just it say feels something. like it started development like around the time we saw that CG trailer in 2021 and then they just dropped it out less than two years of development. I got to say something real quick because people online are definitely trying to insist this isn't the case. Um, and it definitely is. And there are just people lying about this game on Twitter. The AI for enemies in this game works at most 2% of the time. The rest of the time, they won't see you walking up to them directly. They'll just not react. They'll spend their time staring at a wall. Mm -hmm. They'll stand, they'll get stuck in their idle animation, and not be able to attack you. That's the game. I shared yeah. a clip <laughs> on Twitter where someone like just had the enemy hover at them over and over, and then they go, "I could do this all day, or I could do this forever." And somebody replied to me, "Oh, this didn't happen to me." You're fucking lying. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I played the sniper character that has an ability that makes you invincible. I mean, not invincible, invisible. Why can I see? <laughs> which, uh, which, uh, you don't really need when the enemies can barely see you anyway. But yeah. using that cloak ability, we made fun of Gears of War 5 because when you turn on the cloak ability, the enemies just decide the war's over. Yes. <laughs> okay. 
I I turned on the cloak ability and a vampire I was fighting like snapped into his sleeping pose where they're like floating in the air with their arms crossed <laughs> and, and observant. It was like one fucking frame. He's like, light switch off. I'm not allowed to see you. I can't act. I can't like look around and go, where'd he go? The, the humans too, they just turn off. They don't snap into a, sneep, a sleeping pose because they don't have one, but they instantly lose all aggro and start to slowly walk back to like their patrol point. Clearly, Chris chose the best character. That sounds way too funny. <laughs> yeah, his abilities are weird because you, you, you. All, his other ability, his first ability, is the is a bird. You throw like a spectral bird that can go through walls, and it will enable you. To, it will mark everybody like okay. around. But then you get then all the upgrades make the bird do damage. So it stopped. So you can no longer use it as a stealth tool. What? If you take any of those upgrades on this on the skill tree, you can no longer use it as a stealth stealth tool because it'll aggro the enemies because it's now also an offensive option. But it is really funny to be fighting one of the big badass types of vampires, of which there are three. Um, yeah. And go and just go fuck you, bird, and throw it in their face. And then uh, I pull out my blue stake launcher and kill them instantly in one shot. That sounds like if you had a Doppler radar special ability, it's like pulse the area to find out where all the enemies are. And then the upgrade is tase them as you do it. So every enemy <laughs> in the area comes for your ass. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's truly insane. That's kill zone Shadowfall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, for everyone who's already making the comparison to Mordecai from, from Borderlands 1, yeah. 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 Um, this game's nowhere near done. No. They Not even pushed, close. They could have pushed it a year, and then maybe it would have been done. That That's why I said October of next year. It should have launched in, in a October. It's fucking Halloween. It's Halloween-themed. There's fucking pumpkins all over the town. Yeah. It has, like, yeah. the spooky spirit Halloween color scheme when you're going through some areas and there's, like, the red light contrasting mm -hmm. everything. It has that goofy-ass mission complete jingle that is just a fucking, ha like, a straight out of Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. But then they drop it in May to yeah. die. Yeah, this game was clearly really rushed. Yeah, I don't know what would motivate that. The, uh, we're gonna talk about it later uh -huh. but there's that quote about the internal reviews they got done yeah you know the proper reviews they got done for redfall and they were like yeah it's you know it was like what did they say 20 digits higher or something they said a ludicrous amount better double scoring. digits higher so yeah they're like it was at least 10 points higher internally when we reviewed it i'm like who's your internal review team i feel like an external one which is what most publishers do. They have like partners they work with to get that done. Mm -hmm. Would not have returned a 70 plus Metacritic or I, something. I'm willing, yeah. I'm willing to bet it was volunteers from inside the company who won't, who cannot give fair feedback because of the corporate culture of Microsoft. I mean, yeah, the, the one thing's for sure. Microsoft has absolutely no taste. Mm -hmm. Like they have no idea what makes a good game. They don't know when a game's done. They don't know how to support a game or fr b prop it up. That's why they kept doing all those early CG trailers for everything. Because if you actually cared about the quality of the game that you deliver at the end of the day, you wouldn't have done that. You wouldn't have shown all these CG trailers way too early for all these games. Yeah. That doesn't help anyone except for you as a platform holder. Pretend these games are coming earlier than they are. 
even with how fucking broken this and incomplete this game is, if it hadn't, if it didn't have the fucking millstone of be, having to be this multiplayer thing around its neck, mm-hmm. I might have gotten some real enjoyment out of it because it was hitting the exact same soft parts of my brain that Fallout 4 could. Where it's like, I'm going through a, a a fairly unique setting for a game. There's not a lot of games set in these Massachusetts-type maritime towns. Mm-hmm. They have some interest, you know, they have old-timey shops and houses. It's an interest. And, and I like crawling through shit like that and grabbing and, like, just taking every item. Okay. But, you know, Fallout 4 has, like, quests and a story and NPCs you talk to. Mm-hmm. And and meaningful character progression, which one after the first couple levels, Redfall gets really fucking stingy with experience and you need a lot of it to level up. It feels like it expects you to get your friends and just do those vampire nests all day. If you don't know what a vampire nest is, it's a thing that after you do a couple missions, they start spawning in town. They are doors that are either either pop up pasted onto the side of another building or they can stand just completely in in the middle of an open space. Oh. They're like dimensional portals. Huh. And what they take you to is a straight line composed of pre-built level chunks with vampires just like placed here and there along the way and at the end there's a big crystal heart and you have to like push four buttons and then the and then shoot the crystal heart and it explodes and you get a piece of loot and then a timer starts going down from 60 seconds and you have to grab as many of the of the loot pinatas as you can in that time because a bunch of doors open in the final room yeah that, and that's how you and that's how you get gear and, mm-hmm. I, and i'm seeing a comparison in chat to a destiny strike and i i just want to elaborate not to respond to that but to help illuminate the the just description of this thing a destiny strike had you go through an area that has level design yeah this really just looked like a, a hodgepodge of random things like here's yeah. a bridge you cross yeah it's cross this no, it's a one straight line it's a hallway yeah it, 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 i mean it's i mean it's a hallway i like yeah chat a destiny strike is something i would say is akin to a dungeon in world of warcraft or final fantasy 15 not not 15 14 it's right. a designed thing it has bosses probably or it has designed encounters yeah this does not you go into one yeah yeah, and they'll have story they'll have story and this explicitly (laughs) does not it's really weird like it just it it can it has roguelike difficulty elements where it's like this vampire nest has watchers everywhere so you have to take them out or they'll summon every vampire in here to your location or this one has a lot of that blood mist that tanks the frame rate. Uh, good thing every <laughs> enemy in the game doesn't shoot out that red mist. Oh, wait. Good thing the human enemies don't have grenades containing the red mist. So anyways, the next-gen consoles would need to be Chad's with insanely fast memory so we could stop being afraid of particle effects and translucent materials again. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's really sad that that's like the grindable content. It's it's kind of frustrating because it it's I feel like there's a cool idea there with the vampire nests because like Chris is yeah. saying, they spawn around the map at random. Something he didn't mention though is they're they're slowly put out a bubble on the full world map that makes vampires stronger. 
So I, you need to I, get in there and stop them as soon as you can, or else just the whole area is going to become. Except you, you, you have to just start ignoring them because there's like always three active all, forever, no matter what. I don't know then. I mean, I, you, I, I want to be positive uh, uh, about this game for one whole second. Okay. One. When you moved around this area, the city, the way it looked, the, you know, like Chris was talking about, that sort of part of America. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, you could have a really cool game here. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is the game that occupies this space. Yeah. Like, like I feel like you could have had an amazing thing. Right. What they tried to sell this is would have been cool. Like if this was like a dishonored but a full open world where you uh -huh. have that much variety in how you approach situations and use stealth, that could have been cool. If it was full if of authored content with really neat setups mm -hmm. and deliveries, like honestly, think about Deathloop and how you deal with a boss in Deathloop, how you kill one of them. Yeah. Nothing in this is remotely structured nope. like that. Right. I'm 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 thinking of like Prey, and Prey also had character progression, and it had you had to make interesting choices in Prey, like you get alien powers mm -hmm. and you can level those up. But if you level them up too much, the station's defense mechanisms start tagging you as an alien and they'll go after you now. Like the turrets that are set up in some places to try and halt the aliens advancing will now right. target you mm -hmm. because you, you're you. But in this, it's just, it's just a borderland skill tree. So you, and there's the Warren Spector Mm -hmm. One of the heads on Deus Ex, like, which is, you know, was the first immersive sim. And the thing he always said was, what makes a game like this a game like this is, if you have a locked, if you see a locked door, you have options other than go find the key. So you're saying Every Dead Island 2 is definitely not an immersive sim. Neither <laughs> is Deathloot. I mean, neither is Redfall, because every single fucking mission is go find the key. Uh, Gail says, I wasn't aware anyone on Big Thing to mention played Deathloop. I think everyone, Agro, did you play? I did not. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. I thought Chris did for a second, but yeah, Bob and I did. Yeah, I played we, it. I didn't like it, but I played yeah, it. Yeah, we're not huge fans. That's why we didn't really talk about it. Yeah, I like, didn't I didn't like any of, like, I, I, I kind of liked Dishonored, and I kind of liked Prey. Not enough to finish either of them, and I wasn't mm -hmm. going to drop big money on Deathloop when it came out. Right, because it was $70. Yeah. That's kind of the problem. I waited until later in the year and it was chopped 30 off, but then I still spent $40 on a disc that we shared. So we both check it out for game of the year. And then I put seven, maybe more hours into it. And then I hit like, okay, so this is the idea of death loop. And I'm like, Oh, I don't like this, but <laughs> like, uh, if they had just made a normal linear experience out of death loop, I would have loved that game, mm -hmm. but that was not but the game at all. It turns out. But yeah, I'm thinking like the theoretical version of this game where there's none of the multiplayer shit. It was allowed yeah. to be single player. It had like a more a more sober character progression where you can take skills that are useful for stealth or useful for opening locked doors or hacking these things that you can hack. And you had NPCs out in the world who, you know, could give you quests. And it, it was like almost RPG like. This game could have been pretty good. Mm -hmm. like like i said i felt the fucking hook the hook grazed my brain a couple times even with as bad as this game is it came so close uh people like, are saying death loop was 60 but yeah okay i thought it was 70 because it was a next gen exclusive right specifically I, for ps5 you know because yeah, it's it's filling the same slot ideally as uh forespoken <laughs> 
of cool Sony exclusive. Everyone else is envious. They can't play. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. This is a minor thing, but it really fucking bugs me. Every okay. safe house is an identical door to a basement with identical UV lights shining on it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't care that, that unlocking a safe house always involves just power up the UV lights. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Could you at least make them different doors? Could you at least be like, this door on this side of the building is the safe house. This trailer in the, mo- in the trailer park is the safe house. But it's always a completely identical red basement door, red cellar door. Maybe in the second map, it's different. <laughs> Not that that makes it any better in the first map. Bob, did you have anything you wanted to say about Redfall? Like playing it, the story? Because um, I can, I can, I, I still think there are important things to say. Yeah. I'm I, trying to give space to you two. Um, I think that it's kind of crazy that the story launched in this condition. Like mm-hmm. you choose your character and then the intro casting has nothing to do with you. You don't actually find out anything about your character until you've done like a mission and a half. Mm-hmm. And that just seems bizarre. But it's also worth noting, like the opening of the game is a terrible looking motion graphic. That, yeah, it's a motion that comic would with, that would look bad in, in 7th gen. Right. The, it would have been only like a 7th gen game that you know they pulled the budget from at the end or a 7th gen DLC or downloadable game. The, um, the game this most Redfold most reminds me of mm-hmm. is Agents of Mayhem. And it is much better than Agents of Mayhem. Let me make no fucking mistakes. <laughs> Let me be fucking very clear. Mm-hmm. But just the, the terrible motion comic cutscenes, the the oppressive sense that they got told if it is shippable, it ships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh like if if you if get rid of all the A bugs, anything else is fine. Yeah, one of the one of the things that um also is worth noting, and I really want to get this out there, is presentation-wise, the opening, like we were just saying, really cheap motion graphic. Mm-hmm. In game, the cutscenes are the models frozen into place as the camera moves and no animation. Yeah, just narration over it. Yeah. Um and, and, and sometimes the textures on them don't load in those cutscenes. Yeah, because, <laughs> sometimes because they're real time, I'm More pretty like- sure every single time <laughs> right yeah uh this game has massive problems with loading textures like it just happens non-stop mm-hmm. it happens in the hq of all places something you think they would have figured out but uh no it's literally like a giant decal on the ground that is this supposed to be the home base insignia just takes upwards of 20 seconds to load it just didn't load sometimes apparently it can take upwards of 20 seconds like literally 20 whole seconds you have to sit there not move, not look at anything else. Oh, only look. Yes. So the essentially, dip, yeah. it just doesn't load because, right. because no, no one's human going. is just going to stare at it for upwards of 20 seconds or whatever. Right. Which uh, the Digital Foundry video from John Lindemann literally shows all the different things in that game that do that, where you just have to stare at it forever, which he implies because of what he says. He doesn't directly say this, but because of what he says, he implies he. You may have stared at the trees waiting for them to load, and then they never did because that's how the trees look. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty funny. Um, it sure feels like you should be able to use vehicles in this game. Yeah. Because there are there are motorcycles and ATVs, and you get up real close to them, and like they, they get outlined, they get highlighted by the game. A red line appears around them. Yeah, because they sure can be used as can't... bombs. 
Like you should shoot those and they explode. They do it for golf carts, ATVs. Yeah. Like even though they put it in the middle of the road, like you'd expect to drive it in the, or in the, this open world. And you, and, and you put and you put your cursor over it; it doesn't light up. You have to get your face up into it to let you know that it's you're supposed to shoot it for it to blow up. Mm-hmm. Mentally, I'm still back at is 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 Dead Island really that much smaller per area than Russia and Tony Hawk Underground? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Mentally, I'm still back there just trying to. <laughs> The gun, the guns don't do cool things. Like, I'm thinking of Borderlands, and I only played Borderlands one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in that, in Borderlands one, which came out 15 years ago, thereabouts, maybe 14, maybe yeah, 13. Yeah, yeah it's, I think it's been a long time. I think it's 13. I think it's 2010. But I got a shotgun that shoot that shoots bouncy balls, that right? Freeze things. Yeah, because that was the, that was the highest rarity tier of gun. You get really high rarity tier guns in this and they do more damage and have passive perks that have no visual or gameplay elements at all. Like uh, you reload faster. Yeah, the single coolest thing a gun does in this game is that their idea of a rocket launcher is something that launches stakes into enemies and does insane damage. And you load it up like an Unreal Tournament rocket launcher with three barrels where you have to go gashunk, gashunk, gashunk. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's the only cool. Yeah, I found myself enjoying... The, the guns did change the way I played the game, but that's all, that's like the most bare bones. Of course they would. I just only oh, don't expect them to because Dead Island is what I just played. <laughs> Whereas every weapon is the exact same thing. And guns are a lie. Don't use them. That's a yes. trick. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was neat to see the, the stake launchers neat. The flare gun's pretty neat because it's really funny just to light a, or a vampire on fire and Which then watch th- them just slowly burn to death. You almost called it a zombie because they're vampires who act like zombies a lot of the time. I mean, everything in this game acts like zombies because right. none of the AI works. Well, that's another layer of why everything acts like zombies, but yes. It's um, just frustrating. Yeah, that would that would also be cool if... Yeah, like it's cool that the UV light gun has utility because it can shut down the statues that make the blood mist. You right. said that, but I couldn't get that to work. You have to use the iron sights because it shoots a beam instead of a cone. What? It shoots a targeted <laughs> beam instead I mean, of like a wide cone of I light. I would never think to use iron sights on a UV gun. It's a, a lamp. <laughs> All right. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> um, but like there's not a button to qu- there's not a button to quick swap between weapon sets either, which is ideally what you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. sometimes because you don't you can't carry a ton of ammo for most guns yeah you do have to just literally swap go to the menu and swap out a gun if you're out of ammo like they don't drop enough ammo for you to just be like i always want to use this gun it also like it feels like at some point every class wasn't supposed to use every gun yeah yeah they 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 do this thing the Borderlands does of having some classes unlock abilities that they're advantageous for certain guns, like hold more ammo for that gun. Yeah. But they don't go hard enough in it like Borderlands does of like, oh, I, well, they also does like a double double hit or something on this mis- I, submachine I think, gun. I think yeah. every character has, at least the sniper does, has boat, has like carry more of every ammo type as like two separate trees that oh. connect to each other. Okay. Maybe every character has that. Probably. Again, like, this is just Borderlands done incredibly badly. I don't know how like, that happens. 
Yeah, whatever. The, on, the only character that feels like it, they have more options to approaching a situation is the cryptozoologist that you guys were playing as last night because he has the, the teleport mm -hmm. and can get to places that are more difficult to get to. The other girl I played is with the ghost powers. She also had a thing that led her to like a super high jump. So that could potentially let you get to places you wouldn't normally. Yeah, sniper guy sure doesn't fucking get that. He has the bird and he has the cloak and his ultimate is uh, he summons a ghost sniper rifle that um, is really fucking goofy because my strategy whenever I had that full was uh, just walk out, basically walk into the center of the human camp shooting my gun in the air like, uh, here I am, guys, come get me. And then because uh, when you go into iron sights with the ghost sniper rifle, you instantly snap to a head if it's in within your field of view. That's pretty so you good. Just instantly dome the entire camp in the span of like there. Yes, it was one of the few moments where this game was like, yeah, it's pretty good. That and when I got the steak launcher that instant that almost instantly killed boss level vampires. Yeah, the steak launcher is fun, even if it's not balanced at all. Yeah, it was like this dude can summon lightning. He's so cool. You shoot him three times and he explodes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, they, 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 this dude summons lightning is so underselling the amount of importance that man had and uh -huh. what they did with the word smithing. They were just like, you've done it now. You make me call him lightning itself. You will have to fight my powerful ally. This is ending here. And, and then you just stay committed. And I'm like, it, it feels, it feels really right. funny to like get the kill the underboss. Yes. And then free the neighborhood mission. I just go, well, there he is. Pulls out the stake launcher. Gathunk. Okay, we're done. <laughs> it on the this game is wildly unfinished level. Uh -huh. This game has a day night system. It sure feels like at some like the vampires successfully blotting out the sun was something that was supposed to happen later. Like in the story at some point. It doesn't make sense with the day-night system. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> yeah, like, the, there's no... Vi like, and, and the villain of this game is named Black Sun. The Black Sun. Yeah. But the, but the sun, like, you can stare at the sun, and it's not blacked out. It has a weird shader over it that's them pretending it's blacked out. But it's not... It, it doesn't... It's not convincing at all. Like, I, I can easily picture a version of this game in my head where it's kind of like Dying Light, where it's like... Night's really dangerous because the vampires can come out and maybe they could do something like, well, around the vampire nest, there's like this field blocking out the sun so the vampires can come out. And yeah, then they were just like, we have no time. Just let the vampires be out all the time. We need any amount of enemy variety with how broken our AI is. Yeah, it's one of those things that would have made the game a lot more interesting if they were able to do that, if the day-night cycle meant something and you need to approach certain missions at certain times of day to, so they're safe. Um, this is also one of those games where it's like, we didn't have time to make a single-player mode, really. Like, because one, because as they said, it's always online. Mm -hmm. But you can't pause it either. No, it doesn't pause, which... I, now I'm trying to remember if Borderlands pauses... Um, I would be stunned if Borderlands didn't have a ability to pause if you're playing by yourself. Yeah, you can pause it if you're yeah. by yourself. Okay. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. So that is just something that's like, yeah, well, stuff like Destiny doesn't do that, so we don't need to. 
even though this game is not constructed at a level that you would believe it would be a live service experience. No, not really. Nothing about yeah, it, it makes it, me it think feels like, like it has the Destiny layer open areas and things and no. it, it it feels like like not only is is the board is the multiplayer aspect like a chain around this game's neck. It feels like the myth, like the fucking pathetic delusion that this was going to be a service game on top of that and get like constant because because Borderlands isn't a service game. Borderlands just releases DLC and you buy it and play it with your friends. Yeah, right. Yeah. What a crazy and business it, model. Couldn't be yeah, lucrative, I, though. <laughs> I, 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 I'm getting really upset because I'm like, oh, man, Randy Pitchford might have better business instincts than a lot of people in this industry. Oh, no. I yeah, mean, at very Trump... least, Gearbox seems like Chad's compared to Microsoft. Yeah, I was like, they seem to know what they're doing a lot more than everyone at Microsoft right now, which is crazy. Uh, yeah. But yes, that that that's what like all the really stingy experience and all that shit comes from comes down to for me. And like, there's not a ton of reason. There's not a, a lot big reason to constantly do these vampire nests because you can't get better gear than your level. It's scaled. Hmm. Yeah. So you, you, you can't get, if you're level seven, you're not going to find like a level eight or nine gun. It's, it's just, this is a $70 game. I'm going to remind everyone a $70 game that looks and runs worse than a PS3 release of Borderlands one. Dude, we were talking about it and I was like, this game looks worse than any Xbox one X game. Like, Every time somebody would post a screenshot, I'd wait for the pop-in to happen. You're like, when will it finish loading? Wait, this is a JPEG. <laughs> There's eventually going to be a texture here, right? Uh, I, I did speak with someone who played co-op on PC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, one, this game has a keybind for text chat, but there is no text chat. How do you release a game on PC without text chat? Does it does it have a console that it accidentally is bringing up? <laughs> I Set don't know. Player um, eight. <laughs> uh, playing on co-op massively inflates enemy health to the point the game is not fun. Yeah, this was the single worst thing I'd ever heard. When he told me this, I just got upset. I was yeah. like, fuck that. Um, what a what? useless game. And if you're playing in co-op and doing like a mission... NPCs relevant to that mission sometimes one will spawn for each member in the co-op party and the ones other and only one will be active the others will just t-pose oh god uh also one point i got a glitch where it wouldn't let me open the menu and I was happy to see, to see that John Lineman also got that glitch. I, cool. I got the glitch two times uh -huh. where I'd open the menu, close the menu. The entire world would be cast in green. I'd shoot yeah. like a green or a forward. He, he projected a rectangular <laughs> screen of green forward into the environment. And we know because we saw the light pass and move across objects next to us. And I'm like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. So, so for for clarification, this game is more fucked on consoles than launch Fallout 4 was on PC. And by the way, this is bad. Mm -hmm. Starfield's going to be worse. But Phil said <laughs> that is entirely possible. But let's let's focus on the positives, okay? Oh. 
What are those? Uh, man, three seventy dollars games just came out to make Tears of the Kingdom look like the fucking Dr. Livesey walk as it goes into earning $70. Yeah, that's... <laughs> the game designed for a mobile phone from 2013. Uh -huh. 20, to... Hey, 2015, hey. I'm sorry, hey. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's just going to be like, what's up? We're going to earn this 70 fucking dollars. Let's go. And I'm like, oh, come on, guys. Don't let them get away with this. And Sony, I'm like, Sony, do you want to announce any $70 games that are coming out this year and will look unreal? And they're like, no. Yeah, we'll, we'll tell you about that two weeks before it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is Man, the industry sure picked the worst possible time to try the $70 experiment, didn't they? They did. They seem to have, but I can't think of, like, what's was a good time? Was there a good time? Like, yeah. Like, for the Western industry, it feels like we've been in this weird... That would actually there, there spiral. There was definitely a chunk of 7th gen where it was like, not 7th gen, 8th gen, where most things weren't on fire. Mm, okay. In that way, okay. Yeah, if... If COVID hadn't happened, maybe these games wouldn't be on fire and they could have done this. I kind yeah, of doubt like, that on all angles, though. Like with, with Jedi Survivor, Jedi Fallen Order was like the back half of 2019. So mm -hmm. COVID happened basically right as Jedi Survivor started development, like full development. Which yeah. if we, if we want to be brutally honest, that's not... The problem with that game, the problem with that game's Unreal Engine 4 and not having enough uh, engine level architects working on it in enough time to polish it. Because you can just look at how the game's running and go, this looks like a really unoptimized Unreal Engine 4 game. Mm -hmm. Most of the cores are asleep. Well, the GPU well, is sitting well, at 30% utilization. If, if COVID hadn't happened, because the release date of that game didn't move, right. except it did. It moved, six, it moved six weeks, yeah. Right, I'm, that's I'm, 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 willing to bet, I'm willing to bet they had a target. It was like, what, a worldwide pandemic? No, that doesn't change when you have to ship this. Fucking get it done. Mm. I'm just saying, they, they... Nothing about the first game shipping in an equally like, dude, what's your problem? Please make the game run right. Like, at least that gen, it wasn't oh, yeah, normalized it that a game would run at 60. Right, you but know? it did launch yeah, log glitches true. and stuff. Yeah, that, that, that first one had problems, and the second one has problems, too. Just the second one has problems on PC that are fucking unreal, and other platforms will not lock 60 even in a performance mode, which got really normalized this gen, and frankly, we should hold to it. Yeah. Everyone who's like, we, we set an unfair standard. Like, I saw someone say that. I saw someone say about Star Wars Jedi Survivor that the Xbox Series X set the wrong expectations for games. That, that Xbox, in their marketing and other shit, set the expectation that games should run at 60 on the console. So it's their fault that people are upset that Jedi Survivor doesn't run better. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Wow. Yeah? Yeah, there's been, a, there's been like, guys, <laughs> I understand. I understand how hard game development is. I promise. I've watched those fucking right. post-mortems. When everybody gets together and is like, well, those four guys shit their pants, so not shitting your pants is super hard, and we have to respect them for trying not to shit their pants. I'm like, can you not appear so pathetically opportunist? Can you do that for me? Can you wait 
Can you wait until everything <laughs> isn't on fire to talk about how hard keeping fires under control is? Because a lot of a, a lot of studios last year didn't shit their pants. Right. Like, it is possible to not shit your pants. We don't have to pretend that these people all shitting their pants was inevitable. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. inevitable, obviously. Right. Like, EA can delay this game. It yeah. clearly needed another yeah, few of months course. of polish. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, they pushed it back six weeks because they realized it wasn't ready then. And guess what? Still not ready. Yeah, it's like, what? Did it need the launch for May the Force? Was there some weird thing about that? Yeah, it was Disney. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that seems maybe. That's always too, an but... option. Uh... Now, this is where I say uh, fair warning. I'm pretty sure I saw that on Twitter. Like, pretty sure I saw that on Twitter. But it may have been when I was in GameStop and uh, the cool GameStop employee clocked in, this young lad, and he informed me that the Series X version of that game actually runs great because uh, Microsoft has a deal to have EA's games on Game Pass. So that's why that's the only optimized version of that game. No, it wasn't that guy. That would because he thinks that version's fine. Never mind. Clearly wasn't him. It was someone else. <laughs> Did you have anything else you wanted to say about Redfall? Not really. I feel like we've fairly well covered this game should yes. not have launched. Yes. It is insane for one of the biggest companies in the world to, to put this out and pretend that they had to that it was inevitable yeah yeah uh there's a there's a line in that fucking interview where he says it's a creative vision problem i'm like no it isn't yeah those yeah, textures no, aren't isn't. loading phil that's not a creative vision yeah the, the vision for the world is here right but it's not realized at all because you shipped it two years early right exactly but anyway we'll get to talk more about that interview later hey bob do you that? think Chris has anything else he wanted to say about Redfall? I, Maybe. Part of me thinks we've been in this no. segment long enough. I should disrespect it anyway. Okay. Hey, Chris, or hey Bob, what, about, what else have you been playing? I also played Xenoblade Future Redeemed. Uh, that, I finished it, though. So we're done. Give me the cartridge. <laughs> <laughs> I've um, had enough of this. <laughs> um, pretty good stuff. It's pretty good stuff. If there's not as much story here as you might expect, even though it's so so long. Like a lot of that was me doing side quests and stuff, and the side quests are nowhere near as good as the original, like full game. Really? Yeah. Like huh. basically none of them feel like they introduce a new character and tell you that, that part of the world you don't know about yet. Mm. It is really just like a tiny tidbits and like oh go help repair this thing or go find gems that fit into these slots and then something will attack you. And it's like. Ooh, this isn't that cool gems and slots now you're talking all these other 70 dollars <laughs> games they're making me fall asleep but you're talking about gems and slots and i'm getting all sort of excited yeah man empty slots in your area are looking for your gems <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I talked last week about how they they had a higher emphasis on using materials to repair things in the environment mm -hmm. they amped that up a lot that's like, cool like um because that system's there in the original it's just not extremely incentivized right like the 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 final large area is like you're gonna need a lot of resources dude you better start looking was this I, a cool moment for you or were you like ah oh. it it's pretty neat because i found out there were some i could bypass but only after i had built the thing oh, okay. um which was a little frustrating but i still think it's it's a neat idea it it really only became a problem when i got to the final one of those i need to make and it was like you, you have you're missing two Easter channel points 
So you have to go back to some other part of the open world to look for it. That's when the door wouldn't open and <laughs> Bowser informed you that you had the infinite staircase in front of you. Yes. And unfortunately, neither Rex nor Shulk could uh, backwards long jump. <laughs> Uh, but there's some really cool stuff in here. It does. Don't play this without playing the full game. Obviously. Obviously. Who's I don't know who would do that. that Who's but absolutely that? do not do that. Um, <laughs> Bob's inventing a man right now. Stop uh, that, you. It, a lot of this, this new story stuff does lead into the, uh, the metaphysical stuff that sounds like it makes sense in Venoblade, but I'm never sure if it actually does. Okay. <laughs> uh, so if you get into that, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I cool. know allegedly this this DLC fucking has hard connections to fucking Xenosaga and shit. Mm-hmm. So Good. We're finally there. Right. Uh Ma it makes sense. This is supposed to be the fucking end of this entire chunk of Xeno lore that has been going on since Xenoblade One. Yeah, I assume we're moving to like Xeno something else. Which should be really yeah. cool. The yeah. idea of a Switch 2 and a new Zeno makes me really excited. Absolutely. Because Xenoblade Chronicles 3, like, I cannot praise that game enough for being what it is and running on a fucking phone from 2015. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of insane. The thought of, like, guys, Microsoft is competing with a company that's putting out games that have to run on a phone from 2015. Can you imagine what a Switch 2 is going to make their games look like? And then we're just going to be looking at Redfall and that? Mm-hmm. That's insane. Uh, I am... Good Lord. I'm really excited at the idea of a next chapter, a next saga. It, right. It's always exciting when a company that has been making the one game for, like, forever mm -hmm. is like, well, yeah, wait, it's over now. We're going to do a new thing. Yeah, and it's called Starfield. <laughs> Um, <laughs> a neat thing about this is since they don't have the whole class system where you get different classes from different characters every character just starts out with like the best class they could have thank god so you just feel kind of ludicrously powerful yeah um, they replace yeah. the, the fusion system with a unity system because they didn't want to do like actual characters fusing and all the actual content that that would be of like making a fusion for each character mm-hmm uh, so you can actually pair up any two characters you want, and they get different stat boosts from doing it. Do these stat boosts have uh, associated skill tree unlocks? No. Because the, the fusions did. Right, no. Yeah. It's, it definitely okay. is a pair back from that sort of system. Which makes sense. It's a fucking DLC. Yeah, it's a DLC. <laughs> um, but instead of transforming into the fusion form 2, they just get a unity attack. Uh, that you're encouraged to use after you launch an enemy. So you'll do, be like, okay, if you team up Matthew and Shulk, they'll do a special uh, unity attack that does such and such. Like, I think theirs is, it causes a explosion that does AOE damage at the end of it. And other ones get like, oh, it does a certain kind of other damage or charges the, the thing faster. Mm -hmm. And it's a pretty neat system. It's nice to see the, they made something that's obviously cheaper to do than the fusion system, but still engaging on another level right yeah because there are different combinations you can make and whatnot but overall with this dlc you're feeling like it's just as good as the main game no just a little it, bit worse yeah it's not as good as the main game like i said the side quests in the main game are amazing the side quests i mean they are yeah, yeah not good yeah not great yeah it's cool to see the more of this world though and it's cool to have like an ending chapter sort of thing like a real wrap-up mm -hmm. um 
but yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I definitely suggest it. it it's kind of crazy. This is $30 and it's only one part of this multi-part DLC that adds up to the main game too. Wow. And uh, is it $30 for just the future redeemed? No, that's for all of it. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you get, you get all that and it, it feels very much worth it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really excited. I, I genuinely think we would be in a really blessed place of every console holder. Like even Sony had an RPG this good. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. I'm like, what's Sony's RPG? And then I start crying and I'm like, why am I, why am I crying? And my tears are actually welling up as I, as my brain is pulling around to what my heart already knows. It's Horizon. No, <laughs> no, I couldn't. Anyway. I couldn't. That's their RPG, damn it. They even said it themselves. Oh. They're like, we don't have open world RPGs. So Gorilla set out to solve that. Oh. I mean, that's theirs. It's... It makes me ill. <laughs> hey, that's. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, <laughs> comparing the Xenoblade story to freaking Horizon, like I need to play. Agro, did you play that fucking DLC for Horizon? I'm like for Xenoblade. Yeah, I'm that guy Bob made up. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard, Bob! Tell him to stop. <laughs> don't do it, man. I am in the midst of that Horizon DLC. Okay, I assume that is some dope shit. Is it? I mean, it's 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 all the goodness of Forbidden West with none of the ending of Forbidden West. <laughs> that sounds pretty nice, actually. So far. <laughs> uh, we will come back to Agro for his later impression impressions later. But uh, Bob, did you play anything other than Xenoblade? A thing I did not put up on the thing saying what we're currently talking about. No, that was it. I, okay, I, I did not have time for much else finishing that up. I uh I played Live Live. It double clicked the button, so unfortunately we don't know who provided the game, game code. code. Oh, there we go. Provided by Square Enix. Um, but I haven't played enough to talk about it, so I'm not gonna gonna have to wait. Hopefully not that long. Hopefully I play more Live Live before you hand me that cartridge. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know if I hand you this cartridge, are you gonna play any more Live Live? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I stopped playing, like I said, like I said, I'm taking a break from, uh, Mega Man Battle Network and you deserve a break. Yeah. I want to give more space between the first trilogy and the second trilogy mm -hmm. mentally. The thing the game director also wishes he got. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. They had an interview with him and he's like, yeah, the parts of the game that hit me the most, uh, really str landed strongly with me plot wise is three because i wrote it like an ending in six because then i had to write that the series was over on the final screen and that hit me really hard so i deleted it and i i undid that i was like i can't write that and then i wrote it again and then i deleted it again and then i wrote it again <laughs> and i'm like yeah that's that's fair that's fair <laughs> um three really felt like an ending so i want to give it some space mm. also i was informed by people uh, that I played them too fast. So the thing Spiff made the joke of, of <laughs> hey, at least they can't blame a death stream for why you don't like the uh, really grindy, not so great content in three. You, they can't blame a death stream for that. So you're safe from that. Apparently, no. Apparently, I played a game and didn't like it correctly. Yeah. So yeah. there's some reason. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm taking a break for Battle Network. I didn't have much time in between weeks. I had a bunch of other stuff I was doing and Live Live. Uh, I only got 
I don't know how many hours I got into that. No idea. Luckily, the PS5 can tell me. But you didn't finish any characters. No. Okay. No, I feel like I'm on the precipice of finishing my first character. Like, really close, but... Yeah, they, they vary in lengths a lot, so it's... Of it's, course. Right. So the statement, even if I was finished with a character, would not really communicate all that much. Except that you'd have, like, a full experience with one of them, a which is full, something. Yes, which is but something. they wouldn't know how many hours of experience that was. No. Because they're, they vary that much. Um, aside from that, I'm not going to talk about anything um, ever again. <laughs> Because I found out playing games is, in fact, playing them too fast. <laughs> uh, we're going to go to Chris. Hey, Chris, aside from Redfall, what have you been rising? Uh, I played Rise of the Tomb Raider, a game that is better than the first one. Huh. Huh. Uh, Gameplay-wise, story-wise, it is much, much worse. <laughs> That's impressive, because that wasn't exactly the highlight of the first game. So, um... <laughs> Do you remember a, a 2008 uh, sci-fi Hayden Christensen vehicle jumper? <laughs> I do, I try actually, not to. Yes. <laughs> uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider has a very similar secret organization in it. <laughs> do they kill Tomb Raiders? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, very explicitly, because the whole plot of this game is uh, Laura has to find the secret to immortality that her dad had been convinced existed and was trying to find until this organization drove him to suicide. Cool. And they are the antagonists of the game. And uh, I'm very scared are the antagonists of, of the third game. And I am, and this makes me even more convinced that that new Amazon one where she's building the team is going to lean into this even more where they have the evil organization they're going to be fighting against where Laura literally has to fucking build Tomb Raider Overwatch. I, I really <laughs> wish we knew um, like any of us had experience with the original Tomb Raiders to say whether or not those inevitably went the same direction. Right. Because I don't know I a really lot about doubt the it, world but... of those. Uh... All the, all the gameplay mechanics from the first game, you know, are present. A lot of them make more sense and are refined. Um, you can sure tell this came out after The Last of Us because there's a lot of like, okay, now now you grab like the tin can and you can make a grenade of, out of the tin can while you're scrambling around and you can throw the grenade at the enemies and, oh, you grab the glass bottle, you can make a Molotov real quickly with your radial menu and then throw the Molotov at the enemies. <laughs> Uh, okay. You don't need to do that. What you need to do is sit your ass down at the camp and go to the assault rifle section of your weapons and change to the DLC weapon, Golden Fang. <laughs> which is a bolt-action armor-piercing rifle. Yep, there it is. Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's, it one-taps any enemy in the game center mass. What? Rave. You're not that's a DLC weapon. You're not supposed to have it by default. I yep. I bought the collection which gives you all the DLC shit by default. Oh, okay. So whenever you when it, you can't use it until you get your first rifle. But once you get your first rifle when you switch can switch weapons at the at the camp, all the DLC weapons for that category will be there. So Laura in my playthrough was basically Duke Nukem. 
<laughs> and, and you you kill an enemy you, you shoot like a fully armored SWAT guy with this rifle and they get shot back like 20 feet man that probably <laughs> made your playthrough really smooth <laughs> I wish we had a gun in Dead Island 2 that killed people that would have been cool at all yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, they also they all they also start throwing shield guys at you, and sadly the super gun does not go through shield ah, guys. But by then you have tragic. explosive. By then you have explosive arrows, so you just Ooh. target one foot behind them, and the splash damage sorts them out. <laughs> so, Rise of the Tomb Raider comes out on Xbox in twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen, meaning they doomed this game to come out after Uncharted Four on PlayStation. I was going to ask you, you said the plot wasn't great. Um, are the sequences like the set pieces? The set um, pieces uh, are me, fine. Let me, I'm trying to phrase it. The animations and stuff you see for the scenes to play out, are they as well done and high budget as the first game? Or does it feel yes. like that? Okay. It does not feel like, this game does not feel like it has no money in any regard. Okay, so really you just failed a, a, an intelligence check. <laughs> Yeah, it failed an intelligence check. Uh, they, this mm. game sure has a lot of stupid fucking systems it didn't need to have. Like, it has this bizarre create a map mode, then you have an in-game currency to buy card packs for your loadout to do these multiplayer, like these level oh. trading maps. None of which you can do now, of course, because that shit's all offline. Right, <sighs> of course. But it, but it's fucking insane to like be like, you got 2,000 credit points. I'm like, to use on shit I can't do? Okay. Thank, Ooh, thank you. you. Yeah, it's kind of like us with the uh, what was it, uh, Twilight Princess that had the stamps. <laughs> yeah, the stamps. We got to see the um, Zelda crying stamp, so it was worth it. I guess it. it it's still in the owl. The, the, <laughs> they still don't have uh, very good ideas for your skill tree because a lot of them are still. Laura has gained brutality. Because it's like okay, now 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 if you, it, it it's like we made your stealth kill go faster. And okay. also made it more brutal, but that the brutal part is in the in the skill description. And what it means is instead of choking them, she now swings two climbing hooks into their back and like tosses them. <laughs> uh, that's pretty mm. good, actually. Now I'm wishing I'm gonna, the third game she was just buff as shit and unhinged looking. I'm gonna be real. The, if you took you could uh, you could take the PC version of this game, mm -hmm. strip out all the cutscenes. And model swipe Lara to Nadine Ross, and that would just be yeah, that makes sense. This Laura could solo Nadine and Abby. Jesus fucking. This Laura is an unstoppable killing machine. Does the does the story know, or is that something purely in gameplay? Here's the thing: the story has started to rip itself in twain because you can feel the Laura needs to be passive in this story. You must protect her. Versus the people who are like, no, she should be Nathan Drake. Like, obviously, she should just be a cool action hero. Do, do you think the people who really kept ragging on Ludo narrative dissonance for years kept playing the Tomb Raider games and being like, yeah, Uncharted was like this? <laughs> I was like, no, no not really, because Nathan Drake's not sitting there like, ooh, and baby, save me. <laughs> there, there is a fucking cutscene. There's the cutscene where you're where you defeat the primary antagonist, mm -hmm. and Laura's like. Uh, by the way, I'm going to talk about one. I'm talking about one little thing about the final boss. Um, so he's in a helicopter. 
You have to defeat the helicopter in the stupidest way imaginable. You have you have explosive arrows, but those don't work. Uh, you have to get your, your ally to shoot a catapult, which I guess has like an oil barrels in it or something, sort of near him and then shoot the barrels as they're flying oh. through the air to make an explosion to take the helicopter down. But that's only the first phase of the final boss fight. In the second phase, he comes out of the helicopter. And by the way, he is also a Russian guy who yells the main character's surname. Instead of yelling Drake, he yells Croft! <laughs> what year was it? <laughs> this, Many um, years after. Damn. But, but you, you come out and I'm like, oh, I'm going to fucking rinse this dude. I have the super guns. I have explosives. He, he like knocks Laura over and runs over and grabs the bow off her back. And this deletes all your weapons. Oh, okay. So now it's a, now it's a stealth, stealth boss. Oh my God. Except except you can stun lock him forever by doing the melee combo, except that doesn't actually hurt him. It, you can only hurt him with stealth attacks. So I had him in the corner pounding his dick with Laura's twin climbing axe combos <laughs> for like 90 seconds. And I'm like, guys, I don't think this is hurting him. <laughs> you can only so, hurt him through the scripted animation. <laughs> Engage so, the scripted animation. So, so I slowly walked in a circle around a pillar until the point he was stealthable and then stealthed him and then and then killed him. Anyway, Lars shows a fucking arrow through his neck. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and then it pops up and says, stealth kill plus 65 experience. <laughs> so it so was an emotional moment, you're saying. <laughs> uh, the story of this... Anyway, on the, like, waifu versus action hero front, there's a couple moments where Laura is the badass action hero. There's a point right in the start of this game... Uh, the, there's like, you spend like 20 minutes in Syria at the start of this game to get information to go to where the game actually takes place. Yeah. And it's very stupid because you start in Media Res at the second place, then you flash back to Syria for 20 minutes, and then you're back in the main place. So I don't know why they just didn't just do it in order. It is anyway, a wonder. You, you go to Syria, the, the, the villain like has all his guys come in. They don't know you're there. Laura's hiding. They set up all these explosive charges to destroy the place after he gets the info he wants. Hmm. And then and then Laura, then he finds Laura hiding and they have a standoff where she's they're pointing guns at each other. And and then Laura's like, well, you yeah, you might think you're going to kill me, but I stole the detonator off your belt while we were talking and she hits it. And it's like, OK, that's a very active, cool mm -hmm. action hero moment. And yeah. there's a couple of those where, like, the villain is talking to her and she's like, fuck you, and pulls out a gun and just wings them. Mm -hmm. And there's not really, there's, there's, we're past the Laura is being brutalized in every cutscene. That's good. There's still death animations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you can sense. avoid those by being competent at the game. Uh, they sure wanted you to see them because their, their new trick in this game is. Uh, you didn't see that that floor was a little bit buckled in. That means it collapses and there's a spike trap under it. Cool. You fall and it goes through the side of her head. <sighs> cool. It's like Shadowgate. So here's my here's my crackpot theory. Okay. This whole this whole game was gonna be in Syria, and then they looked at what they wrote and went, "Oh no 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 no! The, the everybody in this game is white." <laughs> what is this theory based on? <laughs> uh, the fact the whole thing is like the ancient 
people who had a piece of God's soul and a guy who I'm pretty sure at least in, in one version of this script was supposed to be Jesus is there because he looks like Jesus and is called the prophet and cool. has mysterious divine powers. Cool. And a big part of it is, I thought we killed the prophet, but he's still alive. Like when you're, when you find all these old logs from like the past. Mm -hmm. and, and plus it's just very strange. You go to Syria then you leave Syria and you never talk about Syria ever again. You go to a totally different place with similar looking ruins where everybody in the story is now white. Well, yeah, all ruins of a certain age look identical, no matter where they are in the entire world. I, 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 I just don't think they looked like, okay, Laura befriends the isolated society that uses bows and arrows and have no technology and protect this ancient ruin. We can't make that in Syria. Because because the, the rest of the game takes place in Siberia in Russia. Yeah. Do you ever get dual pistols? Nope. That's the end of the last game. Really? Please. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that's the climax the of the last game where, where Laura shoots the guy to pieces with, the, with double pistols. That sure is her trademark. Why doesn't she do that even by the second game? In gameplay. Yeah. But this game really is the rise of the Tomb Raider because the end of it is the end of this game is fucking stupid. It is one of the dumbest endings I've ever seen in a game. Hit the spoiler music if you haven't already. We have. <laughs> okay. So the plot of this game is Laura is looking for the secret of immortality that her dad was looking for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's real. Okay. They are, uh, the story around it doesn't make any sense because the prophet is immortal and he's just a guy but there's a second tier of immortal people who are monsters uh, and they're not especially immortal because if I shoot them in the head with the super gun they turn into ash <laughs> so, so they're only immortal if you don't shoot them in the head <laughs> I'll take that you know <laughs> uh, but, but Laura's stepmother is the secondary antagonist because she secretly was working for the evil organization the entire time trying to and getting with her dad trying to find this divine source because she has like leukemia and is dying so she wants the secret to immortality so she can live okay um and then at the end they're like laura destroy it it's evil for reasons we can't really go into because we we didn't figure it out <laughs> that's just how these stories are shaped just do it <laughs> uh the secret organization's name is trinity and they're the templars from assassin's creed They've existed for thousands of years. Uh, they they want these supernatural artifacts. My understanding is in the comics. They were also researching the shit from the first game. So they're they're very out. And, and the third game is going to be about them. I have no question about that because the end is Laura is like walking back towards wherever they're going to go home with with her stepmom who who is no longer immortal and every single person she was associating with is dead. So I guess. I guess uh, she got redeemed, sort of. Did it cure leukemia? No. She's still dying. Uh, anyway, a Trinity sniper domes her as they're walking. And then, like, has Laura... And you're seeing it from the sniper scope's perspective. And it's, like, centered on Laura. And it's like, should I get rid of Croft, sir? And then another voice is like, no, we still have use of her for now. I can't do she, this show anymore. She killed like 
Laura kills like uncharted two levels of guys in this. You but it was all so part of the plan. That's another thing. This game does the Ludo narrative dissonance thing way, way fucking worse than Uncharted because in Uncharted 2, you're not picking up audio logs from the generic mooks going like, I joined up with Trinity because I needed money for my wife's illness. <laughs> God, God damn it. Well, which part? <laughs> just, just like that in general. Hey, this, this would be really smart, right? Like, no. No, it wouldn't. Cause, cause yeah, I, yeah, kill her. I don't even have to ask Chris. They didn't do anything with that. They just did it. Yeah. Like, there wasn't a point to it. They just did it, because that's what highbrow I smart think, video games I do. think it is to justify there is one trader who sells you stuff if you collect the ancient coins, and that is how you get some shit like... um. Cause this game is, this game takes a, this game has a, a term that many people hate, but I think is funny. This game has anal bead level design. Where you, you have a big, you, you have a big open area and then you go through like a set piece and you have a big open area and there's side quests and shit in those big open areas. Okay. So one of the things you can dig up is these ancient coins. And he's like, well, if you, you give them to me, I'll, cause they're solid fucking gold. He's like, if you give them to me, I'll give you these advanced supplies that Trinity gave me. And, and one of them one of them is like the thing that lets you climb up ropes really fast. There's like a grenade launcher attachment for the rifle you don't get otherwise. Uh, and a couple of, and like a, a super scope and a couple other things. Uh, they made the tombs a lot better because one, they're, they're much more involved and now involve like physics puzzles and shit. Uh, but instead of just getting experience, you now get magic scrolls that give Laura powers. <laughs> What? One of these is like, Laura, Laura, they, there's like an altar at the end of every one with like a big glossy thing that you slide open and there's like an ancient scroll under it. And you, and you do that and Laura's like, reads it and is like, this is an ancient treatise about the balance between body and mind. Now I can come back to life once when my health hits zero, but only once per combat encounter. She or understands like, uh, her key, I guess. Uh, yes. Or it's like, this is a treatise about centering your mind. So now my detective vision is better. And that's every tomb has an upgrade like that, which is really funny, which is really funny when, again, half the shit in the skill tree is Laura is more brutal now. <laughs> uh, I did. I did one of the DLCs where mm -hmm. you you just you go through a, 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 like a couple set pieces and there's there's the hallucin hallucination set piece that is in every game like this uh, and you have a really fucking involved boss fight at the end with Baba Yaga it's more involved than the fight boss <laughs> it's really goofy because she's sitting in like a pot that's hanging from the ceiling so you have to shoot it with the with the rope arrow and pull it over a giant cauldron and then hit a switch to make the cauldron belch flame and roast her. And you have to do this like six times with six different cauldrons as Laura is tripping balls and like the world is melting. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, unbelievably stupid story. Incredibly stupid story. Uh, has lots of moments where somebody's like, uh, yeah, you could shoot him right now, Laura. You could just shoot them in the head right now. She's like, no, it's in a cutscene, so I'm I am being controlled by the person who wants me to be demure. <laughs> AKA the writer. But yeah, like 
this, this, this would have been top shelf if it released before Uncharted 4. <laughs> like, this game could have made some fucking money. Unfortunately, they banished it to the fucking mind prison of, of being Xbox exclusive for a year. Yeah, that is really unfortunate. To be fair to my, to be fair to them though, I I they I did they release was this one of the things that the Xbox reveal at the Xbox One reveal like the E3, or was it not till 2014? I I can't remember. I think it was at an Xbox E3 in 2014. Yeah, I feel like me, it was at a check. really unimportant Xbox show. It wasn't the first year, so it's definitely not 2013. But I think it might be 2014. This was announced, okay, at 2014. So Square Enix knew. They knew Microsoft had stepped on their own dick and fallen down the stairs with that no used games were $100 more shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they also presumably knew Tomb Raider's highly associated with PlayStation. I, I really am curious, like, how much money Microsoft shelled out for this, because allegedly it was a lot. Yeah. I mean, they weren't exactly in a position of power then, and so, their sales were not great. So maybe a thing that has changed since. Maybe, maybe it worked out from that angle. But man, like, yeah, this game was a lot better. Um, anybody who told me it was worse was crazy. Like from the story, the story is real dumb, but whatever. Yeah, I know when I played it, the input lag was so massive, I just couldn't play it. I just stopped. Yeah, because keep in mind, when it came out, it was locked 30, and it was it was one of those games that defines why locking a game at 30 will just feel like dog shit, because it's like triple Appar buffered V-Sync 30. This game mm -hmm. got a PS4 Pro update. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they unlocked so it, the frame rate at some point, which helps. Yeah, um, yeah there's that, and it has, it has a bunch of performance modes. It has visual fidelity, frame rate and resolution mm -hmm. so you can actually pick i don't want 4k but i want fancy effects or you can mm. pick 4k or you can pick 60 man it'd be really cool if all of those were uncapped modes because now with the ps5 god knows you could probably tell it just oh go yeah hog wild right yeah which is why you know ideally ideally what all games do this gen is just have a vrr mode that's like well whatever uncap it they have variable refresh rate mm -hmm. the only thing ghostwire got right <laughs> um well yeah, they got until, it right until they're like eight different modes yeah <laughs> until, until developers start going well digital foundry says people love ray tracing so we're not going to let you turn that off i assume i assume that unlike the 30 frame per second cap and Digital Foundry's influence to get a bunch of games to do that in 8th gen, which was one gen too late to ask for that for certain. Um, I, I assume a lot of them aren't just going to put in ray tracing to tank performance just because they heard Digital Foundry say it was cool. I, I'm so upset that there's no way to turn ray tracing off on console for Star Wars. I mean, especially yeah, I would since, like that game especially to run as the well. Series yeah. S exists, they have to make a version with no ray tracing anyway because Series S exists. Yeah, which that's the insane thing. You know, I pointed out to Bob, I wish we at least lived in a world where I went, well, there you go. It shipped with ray tracing. At least they saved a lot of money not baking in global illumination and a bunch of other things. Oh, it's 155 gigs, and the Series S version, of course, has the non ray trace graphics. Uh -huh. Never mind. Yeah, that's also why Gotham Knights was so insane. Like, guys, you have you shipped on the Series S. 
if you just let people play the Series S version on the real next-gen consoles, it would be 60. Uh, that's what you think, but then PC's over there being like, no, 60 is beyond the pale. <laughs> that's, that's PC, which right now is burning down. It is on fire. And it's only going to get worse, because as I mentioned in the fucking, I think it was either the Dead Island 2 video or the Redfall one. Things are bad enough this gen. Do you know what happens next gen when the consoles have enough power to ray trace at 60 <laughs> at a decent resolution? That's not going to be a, a good show for PC. That is going to be we, infinitely we have, worse. We all have to accept that right now, uh -huh. there's a there's a there's a pick a portrait of a PC somewhere in a basement that someone has uncovered <laughs> and uh -huh. the PC is turning into dust. <laughs> Oh. Right now sure is the worst time to have a really high-end GPU. I'm glad it's the only time in my life I've had a really high-end GPU. L at least you didn't buy it for gaming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it sure would be and neat if I could play games for the channel on PC and get the best experience. Meanwhile, I can't even get... Uh, shit. Bob, what is the lady on my phone from? <laughs> Valkyrie Elysium. Thank you, Bob. Oh Anyways... <laughs> If I could at least lock Valkyrie Elysium at 60, and even it's just like I had to spawn a barrel on the other side of the map and shits its pants and hitches hard. Jeez. It's so dire. It's so fucking dire out there right now. Man. Yeah, I, I think that's all I have to say about Rise of the Tomb Raider. That, that's cool. a fucking great game. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really afraid now, like, unless Shadow of the Tomb Raider just shits its pants in a way that seems unlikely I have, i'm gonna have to <laughs> people have said it would but they said rise would too i i worry so I that it, all the money them. just drops out for the third one because the last two didn't I, do, do well yeah. i i know that shadow is again one of the most expensive games ever made oh my god like the, this was this was like the the ceo of square enix was very fucking clear when these days were sold they literally said we spend a shitload of money on their games. We would rather spend it on our internally developed projects. But like, I'm going to have yeah. to sit here and be, and be that guy who's like, yeah, the Uncharted trilogy was good, but the Tomb Raider one's actually better. And then everybody points and laughs at me and throws <laughs> and throws balled up paper and soda cans. Yeah, like, like, no, like I'll eat lunch with you if you say that, but not like if anybody's around. <laughs> <laughs> Or please, the, the the last mission, the last <laughs> normal combat encounter in this game before you start fighting the immortal guys who are not actually immortal, um, uh -huh. is fuck Laura Croft. We have fucking heat sensing goggles. We're filling this entire room with smoke. And you can only see them from the laser scopes of their assault rifles. And it's like eight that's, highly armored guys. That's and that would have cool. been a... That would have been a cool, tense fight if I didn't have the super gun that instantly deleted them. <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay, here's the thing, though, Chris. Counterpoint. What are the odds that Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy combined to be better than the entire Tomb Raider trilogy? That's pretty likely. Okay. Because <laughs> I haven't played Lost Legacy. Mm -hmm. I am... I don't even know why not yet. I got the PS5 version. Right. <laughs> I literally paid money to get the good version of that game and still go... Someday. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, this is better than Uncharted 4, because I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> Uncharted 4 is Uncharted 4. 
that has a cool story and really amazing set pieces. Like when you took that Jeep through that village. Yeah. And that thing that was ripping off that thing that Michael Bay ripped off from that actual thing that was the original thing. Uh, Uncharted 4 understands that if I jump towards a zip line, I want to attach to the zip line and go down, which neither of the Tomb Raider games understand 100% of the time. Oh. <laughs> you have okay. to kind of stand under them and wait for the prompt to appear and then hit the button. Sometimes. Sometimes they'll figure uh, it out. Sometimes they won't and you fall to your death. Uh, but yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Okay. Great game. I think it's still, I think the three pack is still on sale for like 20 bucks because PSN is constantly doing sales. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you play anything else? Uh, I played more Atelier Rise of 3, but I didn't get very much further, so... Not much to talk about. Okay. Um, hey, Agro, what you've been playing? I finally got to play a little bit more of Burning Shores. Cool. How is that? It is neat. Uh, I mean, in addition to super god clouds that previous gen couldn't do. Yeah, those clouds um, are crazy. They look like Killzone <laughs> trailer clouds. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty finally. nice flying through them. Um, How many years did that take? <laughs> <laughs> 17 years? That's all. It took me a while to, to really clock it, the, the difference 18. in area design. Uh, but it, it, was, it was like the, the first expansion after you got flying mounts in World of Warcraft, where the zones <laughs> were designed with that in mind. Uh-huh. It's like you play Forbidden West and you hop on a Sunwing and it's like, wow, this... um. I don't think I'm supposed to be up here looking down <laughs> at this terrain design. But this little area in Burning Shore, like, oh, wow, you designed all of this shit with flight in mind. That's really cool. You do spend a lot more time up on the Sunwing. There's like grates on sides of buildings that are designed to be pulled off with the Sunwing's feet. And there's like, oh, that's cool. Like, uh, flight path data you can scan that'll give you a trail to follow through the air to get to like a panorama you can look at in the past you know just neat little stuff like that so you're saying it's like the batmobile <laughs> no bob because it's not available on my pc yet to crash it kevin conroy is aloy in oh fuck i would i would play that yeah <laughs> um we there isn't uh you do get a new weapon type in burning shores which is interesting um you get a gauntlet i think they call it it's um it it's future tech it's white gold you know morphing shit oh like from the the aliens aliens you mean the people from earth yeah yeah those are the ones he's talking about the, the the zenith tech like they give you one and you can you know, it, it works kind of like a bullseye where it has shit accuracy but you can shoot a tracer onto something and then it'll fire bullets at it oh, then damn. later on you take down another mini boss and get a component and it gives you like a rail cannon version oh god so it, it does look like for horizon 3 yes we are headed into getting higher tech weaponry See, probably this is, this is really cool because you remember horizon run one right mm -hmm. and how like none of the games seem prepared for the notion of climbing and then breath of the wild happened at the same time <laughs> yeah and then we get to horizon two and to some extent death stranding and it seems like a lot more of the terrain is uh, designed around you jumping and you climbing and you doing these various things right so now this dlc has flight 
And I'm like, man, Horizon 3 is going to be completely unrecognizable compared to 1 with the way the terrain's built. Hopefully, I'm yeah. Worried that they'll put all that stuff in the remake of 1 that they're making. Uh, but you yeah. guys are Sony ponies. Why aren't you critical of Sony? <laughs> <laughs> By the time we get a full 3, the combination of like constant flight from the beginning, the grappling hook uh, physics and jumping and climbing and the glider and all of that getting a step better and being in there from the start, we might see some really wild shit. Yeah. Also hearing the Zenith tech weapons are in this are making me go, oh God, now I really need to play this DLC. Because yeah. I need to play a period. I need to know where they parked this shit. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I can't wait to see what more we, we start doing with Zenith tech. Because if we're going to do... Us, us versus like the giant Decepticon planet. Like, yeah, no. If we're gonna lean into that, do it. I, I, I want a giant fucking lightning chain gun. I want Destiny weapons up in this bitch. Yeah, yeah, that would be insane. They're like, surprise, bitch. We're back at Killzone. <laughs> lightning I mean, gun. That's, that's what we're gonna fucking need to take on fucking Ultimate Galactus that is coming. Right. The fucking machine hive flying across the cosmos. Uh, I guess uh, <laughs> a little late, but I, I pushed the button. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. No, if it's you fine. Cared, you would, you, if you cared, you'd have played it in the last year. You don't really care. Yeah, don't, <laughs> you don't really, nobody really cares about the story of Horizon. You don't really love Aloy. You just say you do to dunk on that weirdo on Twitter. <laughs> It is really great how in Burning Shores, you know, it's it's post Forbidden West, so she's had that stop being a dick to all your friends character arc, and she's chilled out a lot, and everything's cool now. God, that sounds so nice. She was so fucking insufferable during Forbidden West. Like, she wasn't insufferable in the first game, so it's fine, all second game terrible, and then DLC fine again. What are you going to do? Yeah. Love this notion that it's like Horizon 3 is going to come out and I'm like, Agro, are you excited for the spoiler cast? And you're like, I'm sure I am. And I'm like, Bob, there's just a silhouette where Bob was. There's like a literal dotted line in midair where <laughs> I'm like, shit, where did he go? <laughs> Bob plays Horizon 3. Like, you know, they, they finally fixed Aloy. She's finally a good character. And I just don't answer my phone ever again <laughs> they finally fixed Aloy. she's a good character i look it's just the genshin impact model <laughs> oh no that'd be funny <laughs> just using her for three and i'm so confused i i think it's really fun i think it's really funny that what obviously happened is that they they'd set up that collaboration they're like okay we're gonna do a thing with Aloy, and sonny went well we delayed the game not yet and then mihoya went no <laughs> you missed your chance. Yeah, now sorry, she's bad pun. forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so bad in my brain. It's like, yeah, the only way she's a good character is if we said it long enough later where she's she's died between games. <laughs> Hater. Uh, did you have anything else you want to say about Burning Shore? Uh, no, not yet. I think I'm good. You play anything else? No. <laughs> Pop lords. Ah!
Oh, fuck. <laughs> the Pod Lords are drugging Chris and putting him to sleep. Oh, no, we have to stay awake or the Pod Lords will get <laughs> Yes, that's right. The spooky Pod Lords. <laughs> That is, what are you doing here? What, that oh, no. is not, what, what is this button gonna do? Is that gonna do the right thing? This is gonna do a bunch of things and none of them are the right thing. Hey, hey look at that, yeah. it's a bar. Oh fuck. <laughs> the computer went to sleep. <laughs> yes, that's right, the pod lords. Pod lords such as E. Lee Broyles, BN12. Push versus Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. Red Blaze 27, Suzu Shiro, Shiba Yagato. She is being very brave at the vet. adorable baby. 101 Shades of Wonderful Remastered, WTF Spider-Man. If Redfall and Star Wars had Sony-level polish, Star Wars would outclass Redfall. Also, Redfall doesn't have Turgle. <laughs> is that the name of the guy Richard Horwitz voices? Is that? I think that's dude with the two weird eyes and frog-like look. Yeah, that's that's uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's Zim. He's uh, voiced by Zim. Great. The Redfall Experience. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. This is a shot from a music video where he slides forward without moving at oh, all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> DFW 3K. Muckbun. Shiny Mew. Kristen. Kyle Bjork. The part of my brain used for bits is occupied with diet and exercise, so cat pick backup time. I'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> Never hurts. <laughs> Iron Aggro, Blig the Blue, Schlindis Poo, Monster Hunter Ryzen and Raiden. Too busy for a bit, so I suggest reading DCE Deceased. See, it's like deceased, but it's DC. It's... Okay. Weird that Nintendo has suddenly hired this guy from something called an NKVD who's handing out these strange lists of names now. They should have hired me for their plans. Moon Muse Entertainment Studio. Indigo Sykes. Drive Typecast would like to recommend the manga Boku Girl. It's cute, funny, and Loki is there. Gaijin. I'm feeling full of beans! Mm, oh. Oh, mm. God. Too That's, many. Oh, they it, look like it, bees more than beans at this point. <laughs> I am unsure whether or not it's clobber in time. <laughs> <laughs> A raccoon that sleeps well at night because of not having to worry about Microsoft making an even bigger mess. Hmm. 
2420-208-5135-131-14208. The Super Bib. Screenshot. <laughs> the Hard M hasn't even watched Bleach. I can't believe you made Tracy sketch it worse. <laughs> How oh, do you do that? Oh, that's vile. Come on. We don't need we don't need Jin Kari to also be Tracy sketch it. Saralene. Tomothy Fister is thankful he's immune to the MiHoYo character design sensibilities and, by extension, the Galaxy Express gotcha. Oh, that's so good. Bearded Joe. Pleochrome. Krunglespub. Wake up, Dan. You're living in the big 30 frames per second dimension. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't go back to 7th gen. No. Maybe Warriors of Virtue will get a performance patch eventually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. What a week for us to watch that and for three $70 games to come out. One of which can run at 60. I thought I forgot to change my name again, so... I'm dropping the B-movie bit. I'm not even going to read the text this time, Podlord. I'm saving the people on the RSS feed right now by not reading your image. This idea that if we just focused more on great games on our console that somehow we're going to win the console race just doesn't really... There it is. Um, mother... And slightly above average. Thank you very much to our 1989141 Podlords. And if you'd like to become a Podlord, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcast. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to many benefits, such as early access to Chugging Bleach and Pokemon Go to the Movies, our two anime review podcasts. You also get extended uh, extended content from other shows or cut content when indeed such content that has been cut exists for you to be given. You also get a patron-exclusive show one a month where you get to vote on what good or bad thing we have to watch and talk about. And if it's a bad thing, you get a commentary track for it, and we have a lot of those. You have There's a lot. Dozens and dozens and dozens. Uh, you also get access to a movie, Isolation 119. This is not a joke or a bit. You get access to an entire movie that you should watch possibly six or seven times over the course of your life. Yeah. Uh, there's about a man traveling to Thailand to solve the supernatural injuring of his brother, not killing injuring <laughs> the supernatural injuring of his brother. But really he just gets off track and drinks a lot of beers while sitting in a chair. Oh yeah. Andy gets divorced. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, Patreon.com slash GB podcast. And if you don't have any money, it always helps us immensely to tell your friends, rate us on Thursdays before they remove that feature, rate us on your podcast app of choice, or like this video on YouTube if that's how you're watching this. Uh, that is patreon.com slash gbpodcast. Uh, gentlemen, we have uh, game news. I say we started off with a banger. I say we started off with the single sure. most important noteworthy thing to talk about this entire week 
Phil Spencer said some words. I really wish he'd stop doing that. Yeah, right. I these are we're... maybe these are maybe the most damning, revealing words he's ever uttered. This is by far the biggest pile of things you probably shouldn't say all in a row Phil Spencer has ever done. So we're going to read an excerpt from the grumpy Phil Spencer interview with Kind of Funny. I'm calling it that because they called it that uh -huh. in the Kind of Funny Xbox podcast. I believe he even himself yes. called it that. Yes, he was like, oh, you're getting grumpy, Phil, today. And it was a very, it was very hilarious. But we're going to read this uh, and then discuss, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> Phil explains, when you're in third place in the console marketplace, the top two players are as strong as they are and have, uh, in certain cases, very, very discreet focus on doing deals and other things that make being Xbox hard for us as a team. That's on us, not on anybody else. Dot, dot, dot. I see out there, I, I see the commentary that if you just build great games, everything would turn around. It's just not true. That if we go off and build some great games, all of a sudden you'll see a, a console share shift in a dramatic way. We lost the worst generation to lose in the Xbox One generation, where everybody built their digital library of games, dot, dot, dot. But this idea that if we just focused more on great games on our console, that somehow we're going to win the console race, doesn't really lay into the reality that most people... Uh, are already a member of one of the three ecosystems, dot, dot, dot. The continuity from generation to generation is so strong, I see a lot of pundits out there that kind of want to go back to a time where we had carts and discs, and every new generation is a clean slate, and you could just switch the whole console share. That's just not the world we live in today. Hey, Phil, here's a quick question. How would you know? How would you know that shipping good content won't fix it? You haven't done it. Nintendo just did the clean slate thing and it worked out fine. Right. <laughs> the Switch is right over there. Do you think the Switch is like, as a piece of hardware, such a strong proposition that if they didn't ship good games, people would just buy it? I don't even think so. And it offers something wholly unique from the other two. Mm -hmm. Also, this is him literally saying they are in fact competing with those two other things. They, they, that they, thing they, he said constantly yeah. was not the case to the CMA in order to get this push through. Yeah, for to years. which one of the hosts of Kind of Funny's Xbox podcast said, I'm really sad our acquisition didn't go through. I'm like, you are a fucking traitor to the human race. Yeah. You so just referred to a, a giant corporation trying to consolidate another giant corporation into themselves as our as though you're one of their yeah, board all, members. Yeah, all the all, all the Xbox fans are one unified front for this to happen. <sighs> so, like, it's not it's not console generations. Console generations are so fucking long now. If we take the cross gen phase into to, into consideration, they're nine to ten years. If you shipped fucking good, like, and the and the average age of a game consumer is only going to keep going up. Mm -hmm. If you shipped great games and focused on actually bringing down the cost of your hardware, which you should really fucking do, Microsoft, that was why you had the best. That's why 360 was your most successful gen, part of it. I still remember the, the majority of a console sales happened under $199. Mm -hmm. Shit. Mm. If you shipped great games, PS5 owners 
will be like, well, it's we're like four years into the gen. There's the, the, the Series X is like 300 bucks now. I'll pick it up and see what they've got going on. And if they like it, there might, there will be, you will, there will be at least some of them, at least some of them that your games are more to their tastes that will switch the order they get these consoles next time. They'll get yours first instead of Sony's. Yeah, this isn't radically different from before in that way. You want a fucking mini episode of the Rant Disco here? You're a fucking liar. Then all this shit is coward talk. Yeah, you want this to sit is here? disingenuous. This is extremely disingenuous. You're sitting here and you haven't shipped compelling software in the 13... Where are we at? 10 years straight. Later this year, it will have been 10 years under Phil Spencer. He has not shipped compelling software this whole fucking time. You want to act like you lost the Xbox One generation? That was a thing outside of your control? Where the fuck was the software that gen? Where the fuck was it? There was a push strong at the beginning with a lot of exclusive, and they tried, and that dropped off so hard. The tail end of that generation named one hard-hitting Xbox exclusive. It's just Gears 5. Yeah. And that has problems. That is not a 10 out of 10 game, and you know it. You're trying to compete with people who legitimately, legitimately ship 10 out of 10 games. You want to talk about it's impossible to compete? Fuck you. Why isn't your, strong, your console stronger? You say it is, it's almost as strong as the competitor. It is negligible. It is one of the smallest differences we've ever seen in the marketplace. Xbox One owners wish the Xbox One was only that much weaker than the PS4. They would have killed for that. They were 720p while the PS4 was 1080p. You want to talk about it? Why isn't your price lower? Why isn't your online free? There are so many fucking things you could be doing right now to get some numbers. And you're sitting here saying you're just locked in place. It is impossible for you to get more share. At the end of the day, this entire interview just comes off as somebody who does not give an actual shit about the console owners saying they absolutely care so much about them. They're trying their best and just doing nothing. It feels like they're hanging them out to dry. And I say this as someone who owns a fucking Xbox and struggles to find a reason to fucking boot it up. Because it has all the same games that the PS5 has. There's no compelling software that's exclusive to it. It doesn't run the games meaningfully better. There aren't features that I get on it. The online's still paid for, so I let it lapse. This is not complicated. You need to do a thing. Just the act of, like, what do... What what do develop what have developers said constantly since the PS4 came out? That social button revived a lot of genres that were dead. Yeah, it's free marketing. But, but now it's unbel- it's unbelievably hard to share something from the Xbox to Twitter. Right and before they before they just took the ability away. Also, their tools absolutely suck for it. Like yeah. the PS4 at launch had better tools for this shit than the Xbox has now. It took them over a generation, or I think just barely the whole gen, to put a share button on the controller. Like, they did that at the end of the Xbox One gen. Why I, did that take that long? It, didn't it not launch until the new gen? I thought it was, well, either way, at the same time, it just barely took an entire gen. Yeah, exactly. Like it, That shouldn't have happened. Of course not. I, that button is back compatible, proving they could have done it at any point in time. They could have done it two years earlier. But they didn't. They didn't care. They didn't compete. Yeah. They... You're still selling your controller that has double A's at the same price your competitors are doing built-in batteries. You don't have the feature sense of uh, the feature of a dual sense or even a Switch uh, Pro controller. Like, why is it the same price? 
you you have the fucking Series S, and that's supposed to be your affordable option, but then it doesn't work with discs. I mean, the, the, their overall plan is to if you they don't want you to buy discs, they want you to buy Game Pass because that's the only thing they actually care about. Right, but that's the fucking problem. The fucking problem here is they do not make a strong, compelling argument on any tier of their whole platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like this is double reverse late stage capitalism brain rot where like fucking capitalism the way people think about it you know the way they pretend it exists where it it drives innovation and makes the product better is where businesses you know do things and sell products and try to attract customers microsoft became established in the industry and has decided they don't want to run a business they just want to collect rent right and their executive suite is mad that that's not working yeah because they stopped way too early to do that they stopped at the beginning of the Xbox One generation. Like, yeah. they haven't been earning this in the least. Like, you want to talk about, like, what was it? Fucking uh, Capcom sales. They only got, like, 11% of their sales in that year around Resident Evil 2 remake on Xbox. And it's like, do they really even earn that? What are they doing that's so compelling that they deserve that much of the market share in the console market? I think they are asleep at the fucking wheel. And I think if someone else came into this market sp- space... We could actually see some competition. We could actually see some compelling choices being made by platform holders. Instead, we saw Nintendo fire up their own premium online service and the same for Sony. Yeah. Because all Microsoft proved is that Game Pass exists so people are willing to pay even more money each month. Yep. Some people, not nearly as many as they need. Right, of course. But it's it's just what ludicrous. I'm, I'm just I'm I'm so fucking pissed here. What does your box offer, Phil? All of us love that backwards compatibility shit. Can you give a billion to that? You wanted to burn 70 billion on Activision. Could you burn a billion on getting even more games back compat? That would be a compelling reason to own a console. Yeah. Uh, Xbox, even if you already had a PS5. Yeah. Because they aren't, in- Sony clearly isn't interested in this. Anybody who isn't a fucking idiot could look at them being like, bad, our bad emulation and cloud shit is good enough and be like, hey, we have an opening here. We can drive a wedge and be like, hey, we really care about 7th Gen games and our, our previous games. You can come over here and get them. Instead, all your first party games aren't even backwards compatible. And that initiative's just dead. It's been three years. Yeah, they like, literally what- announced the end of that initiative. And frankly, that initiative is why I don't sell my Series X. It's still a great way to play Final Fantasy 13 and many other 7th gen or even some 8th gen titles. Yeah, yeah, I can play I can play Shadows of the Damned on it. I can play um, Final Fantasy 13. I can play the Gears of War games. I can play all this shit. I can play I can play Lost Odyssey. You know, back remember when you tried right. to get games? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they used to do that. The 360 era is completely rich with that sort of, like, drive. And my understanding is that Microsoft, most of the work on those things were expected to come from the the publishers with Microsoft only doing very little support. And I'm like, you should have gone to, you should be going to them and saying, hey, let us fucking put your game on our back compat. You'll you'll get sales. We'll We'll do it. We have a team to do that. Yeah, instead, um, because of certain things, I believe we're actually seeing like uh, a recession a little bit in what games are available. You know, it's starting to shrink a little bit. And it's like, 
This is the opposite direction you should be going when that is your major advantage over your competitor. Sony right now is doing a monthly paid service to play broken PS1 games. Mm -hmm. If you weren't asleep at the wheel, you would be talking up how good your back, back emulation is. Like, oh, look, Panzer Dragoon Orta is 4K now. Look at how beautiful that is. There aren't any glitches or anything. Now let's look at Sony's PS1 stuff. They don't care, though. They stopped the, being awake this, at the wheel a long time ago. This whole interview just gave me this unbelievably depressing energy of like, because I had been under the impression that that there was a plan with Game Pass. Mm -hmm. Like it's like there was there was an idea. But now I'm starting to think, oh, you just had no other ideas. And it's like, here's something we can do. Maybe it'll get us out of this hole. Right. Like in their like minds. You didn't even have the nefarious plan of, we'll we'll get we'll use it as a loss leader and then crank up the price you just had no idea in their minds game pass was supposed to reverse the flow of the console share they did the only thing they think they can do to fix the problem because they don't understand what competing is anymore like that's the truth in that interview various things he said because the thing's 40 plus minutes long yeah he says a lot of shit yeah, yeah basically there's the, every there's... line is just like whoa you actually said that you shouldn't yeah, I, have <laughs> uh, yeah it's i don't understand like this was the xbox fans were already pissed after redfall's launch this is coming out and feeding the sharks your blood like no some of these people have been so in the belief that Microsoft is doing their best that just Phil saying we believe in giving console owners the best experience might be enough for them to be like, okay, he cares. I did see a number when of replies uh -huh. to that Not tweet that had just the, the supercut of this stuff. Uh -huh. Being like, oh man, I love the, the Phil's so transparent. And I, yeah, people just buy it. Yeah, yeah you're going to have the you're going to have the crazies that the spell can never, ever break ever. But coming mm -hmm. out and saying... Uh, don't expect Starfield to be good enough to get anyone to sell their PS5. That's not something you should fucking say, Phil. Like you yeah. shouldn't fuck. What the, the, the Starfield was is the was the great fucking hope. It was the it was the fucking Wizard of Oz. You don't pull back the curtain before like months before it's out. You have a Starfield direct in one month. You need to be telling me Starfield's going to blow my dick off. It's going to make anyone who fucking bought a PS5 kill themselves because they can't afford to buy a Series X. That's what your ass needs to be telling me right now. And maybe, just maybe, they land that. He, but he also had that weird line of like, well, with Redfall, we just didn't get our team over there from Microsoft in to help them and fix it up. It was the Whereas weirdest thing Starfield, because why didn't you do there's that? A, there's a part of that sentence. There's a part of that part of that interview where he says, yeah, we sent over the people from Rare and then we was Rare in the coalition to try to help it out. But he he said something along the lines of we should we would have had to have done that sooner to get it ready in time. And it's like, OK, so that's you admitting it's not done uh -huh. on a technical level. But then later in this interview, you call it a creative vision problem, which it isn't. It's a you didn't let them finish the game problem that which is a thing you can affect, Phil. You can't make people smarter or have better ideas. But for the love of God, you can give them money to finish the fucking game. Yeah, they gave they gave Double Fine so much fucking time and money to do Psychonauts 2. Psychonauts 2 comes out pretty great. Uh, if they hadn't been legally obligated to release it on other platforms, that would have been a strong Xbox exclusive. Right, yeah. It would have been anything. It would have been one of the strongest this gen because 
I'm not under the opinion that Halo Infinite is a good Xbox exclusive. That thing's practically Swiss cheese. There are holes all over it. There are major problems with every aspect but of it. You 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 can't be t you can't be trying to manage expectations on Starfield after Redfall was that bad. This is the worst possible time to be trying to do that. Right. It's it's very upsetting. It's very upsetting. Like, I'm not somebody who feigns outrage for attention or whatever. I hate those, like, you know, people who their entire thing is, I'm YouTube demagogue man, and I'm going to be angry every week at a specific time <laughs> about something, and we'll see what it is on the way. This genuinely was an interview full of so many things that I wish the man would just catch so much shit for saying. Yeah. Because... Because one, it's not a marketing or a messaging issue. It is literally a, a look directly into the broken minds at Xbox. It is them lying about what the issue with the thing was that they just shipped. Like, they're trying to say Redfall's a creative vision problem. It's like, no, that's not the problem. Problem is the game doesn't run right. At one point, he almost made it st started to pivot and make it sound like IGN did a disservice to the game by showing 60 frames per second footage of the PC version when the Xbox is there. Like at one point in that interview, yes. he brings that up. Then, and then like, he does, he what? does reel that back and be like, we released the footage and shouldn't have set expectations like that. Yeah, it's, it's like, we shouldn't have said 60 frames a second. I'm like my brother in Christ. No, you should have. And the game should have run. Right. 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 So anyway, um, I think this is, a lot of Microsoft's fault. This is a lot of Silicon Valley brain rot on display. Um, a lot of late-stage capitalism here. But it's not like they really uh, are unique in suffering from that. You know, Sony is charging 50 fucking dollars for the PS5 version of Marvel Spider-Man, a game that came out in 2018. Yeah. A game yeah. that's f almost five years old. They're charging 50 fucking dollars for on the PS5. So clearly there's a lot of what can we get away with going mm. on right now. The difference between them and you is that they're shipping compelling software. So for fuck's sake, you sitting here saying it's not going to fix anything if we make a good video game when your job is to make good video games is the most insanely dumb thing I could imagine. Yeah, and also in that interview, he talks about, well, Avow is looking good. All these things are looking good, and I, I, but I shouldn't even How say that. How do we that. trust you now? Yeah, it's like, wh why, why are you even saying this then? If later in the interview you're going to say this insane th th rant about how shipping good games doesn't matter. Well, it's really funny because when he says that, he does the thing of, I shouldn't say this, but... And then he says the thing that he wants to say anyway. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't say this, but Avow is looking great, but I shouldn't say that. You can't say, meet me behind the White House. <laughs> you can't say that. That's legally, that's legal to say. Um, it's insane. It's absolutely fucking bonkers that this is the state of the industry now. That we just have, there are only three main competitors in this industry. And one of them just doesn't want to try to earn it at all. Yeah, one of them's in denial about being in a competition that they could even compete in. Like they, they just fully submitted to this is our place. We cannot possibly grow, which seems crazy. Yeah, I don't. He. 
there is a lot of coping <laughs> in that interview. Um, and there's a tonal shift that I feel like Phil hasn't had before this moment. Between how things are going right now and the thought that eventually Starfield's going to come out and not do wonders, I do wonder if that man's going to make it to the 10-year anniversary of running Xbox. Yeah, it's... He even has a line in there talking about he thinks he's overpaid for what he does. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like... In understanding why people say that he should be fired. (laughs) It's like... Right? Like, you, you... could you imagine Jack Trenton saying that? No. Could you imagine Jim Ryan saying it? No, never. No. Which he that's him trying to like appeal to people and be likable like Phil does. I mean, but there, you don't usually be that self-deprecating. I feel like there were a lot of coded phrases in this interview that do appeal to the really fanatic Xbox fans. Mm-hmm. Um because that's still their core demographic. Absolutely insane people. I, I don't uh, think there's enough of those people anymore. No, I was oh, stunned no, how no, many. No. I was stunned how many people are how Redfall broke the spell of. But Me like I, I said, I mentioned this a couple times before. But Xbox built the idea of like, okay, we're the PC console, so we have games that are like big PC games, like Immersive Sims and Flight Simulator. Yeah, PC which is... guys fucking love Arcane. They're mm. the successors to Looking Glass. They're like the successors to the guys who made Thief. Yeah. Every single review of this game has some line where it's like, I genuinely can't believe Arcane put out a game this bad. Yeah. Micro- it, it, it's squarely on Microsoft's shoulders. Yeah. This is a game that's just not done. And I, I see some of those Xbox pundits on Twitter are trying to deflect and be like, this, this, this is a Bethesda game. You don't have to blame Microsoft for it. And it's oh, like, I had those people in my replies. <laughs> I had those people in my replies. They, they've owned, they've owned Microsoft. For, they've owned Bethesda for going on three years. Like their fingers are in everything now. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, they, there, there was a number you, of people who were telling me they're just like, you can't blame Phil for this. And I'm like, but Phil runs Xbox, and they're like, this isn't his fault. Uh, <laughs> it, it is because he could have looked. He could have looked at the game and said, uh, "We'll we'll sit on that a few more months." Phil basically came out and said, yeah, it was me today. Right. I don't know what else we could get. Right. I don't. Anyway, this was one of the worst interviews in gaming history. Yeah. I feel like you have to go back to the 90s to get an interview this condemning. <laughs> and and I, I feel like I feel like this is going to be bad in future trade negotiations because um. Uh, so if if good games won't help you, why do you need to buy Activision? I I think if also there was the part of this where he's like trying to say the CMA's dumb for thinking cloud gaming's the future, and I'm like, that's how you opened your discussions with them. I know that's on you. Because for people who can't remember one whole year ago, which is I think every game journalist. The opening salvo is them being like, well, it's not about consoles; it's about cloud gaming. That's the future, and that's what we care about. So to open this interview with going, uh, the CMA thinks cloud gaming is really important, which isn't a real market. I'm like, you can, what are you saying? What is going on? No one's going to remember. They think we're going to be running Xbox next year. And I'm like, excuse me, what'd you just say to that <laughs> microphone? Uh, like, again, going back to the Starfield thing, a lot of how games are received... <sighs> is not so much about the quality of the game itself. Like, obviously, extreme cases like Redfall, nothing can help you. Mm -hmm. Right. 
but it's about the narrative you build. And if you sell someone a game like it's the greatest game ever made, it's the biggest, most most ambitious, coolest game ever made, and it even kinda is, it'll build, like, it'll, the illusion will survive in people's minds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, besides the games are usually good at doing that. Oh, yeah. So coming out being saying, like, guys, don't expect too much out of Starfield. What are you doing? You need to be building the illusion. It's an immaculate super game. Right? Like, like at this don't... point, you should be on TV saying the CMA was right to fear us. That's how good <laughs> Starfield is. Yes, that is what you need to be doing. I, th I think something else that comes that I reach from the statement where new, new games isn't going to help us is absolutely just nail in the coffin of they're going to buy Activision and then make Hexen again or make any other IP I right. want. It's no, they want this catalog for Game Pass. That's all they care about. They just want a bigger catalog to shove in there. Right. That's all it's ever been about. Yeah, everyone who was hoping for that had no basis in reality for it. Mm -hmm. Like if, if Phil vaguely implied it once in a tweet, I think. Well, yeah, that was after people already had that narrative. Yeah, Phil doesn't steer narratives. No. He helps control it from the flow it's already going in, mm -hmm. which is why he didn't do any good pivots during this interview <laughs> because the narrative currently is, Phil, uh, people say they want your, your head on a stick. <laughs> and he's like, they're right. <laughs> like, Phil, but come back Phil, next month. <laughs> please, Phil, Starfield is going up against Spider-Man 2, maybe. Uh, I, I feel like with how bad Redfall received things, the, ex the likelihood of Starfield being delayed went up exponentially. Oh, yeah, um, and people will be happy, and they'll be right to be happy. Or Microsoft will prove they are the most inept people in the entire industry, and they will ship Starfield in September. Any, anyone else feel like we're being edited into some other footage? <laughs> it, it's just like, this is just pathetic. It was you. I, I always hate companies and corporate guys being self-depreciating anyway, because you're trying to fucking sell me things. Mm -hmm. Can you at least pretend your dick is big? Um, <laughs> dude hitting on you at the bar who's like please i really need this you're not gonna like it but i need this yeah like i don't want that nobody does nobody does <laughs> just at the bar looking for pity sex yeah nothing else and he's upfront about it too right. he's very upfront about it i cried in my car for an hour before i even came in here today <laughs> Oh, is that was that you in the parking lot? I saw the light inside of the car and heard sobbing. And that was you. I figured something happened in the bar that caused that. He's like, no, I was just thinking about my life. Anyways. But yeah, this inter this is interview was this interview is like I I'm now I'm now like it, it's all since for the last gen was was there was a lot of Xbox are gonna drop out after this things. There was a lot mm. of those takes because they did so bad. This feels like for real. We're heading towards like 2000, 2027, 2028. They're like, you guys going again? No. I mean, yeah. In this interview, he literally is like, well, we did bad last time, so we can never recover from that. Yeah, that's, that's when people what he built said, yeah. their digital library, so we just are doomed. 
Forever. <laughs> yeah, forever. Uh, yeah, no, I actually gave them a lot of rope towards the end of last gen because a lot of the time, as you reach the end of a generation, you dry up. Mm -hmm. um, your catalog isn't gushing nearly as much. Sony did the opposite and put out some of the best bangers of that gen in the last three if, years if, between If the new Ghost Switch comes out next year, they're mm -hmm. going to be like, well, yeah, we had Tears of the Kingdom and whatever the fucking else we have in the chamber. Right. Uh, but generally speaking, especially 7th Gen as a reference, 7th Gen is the reference in this case, you dry up near the end. Sony put out a bunch of bangers at the end of the PS4, which was weird, but that didn't make me think Microsoft's asleep at the wheel. That made me think Microsoft was saving up to get a fresh start. Yeah. And then they had nothing. They literally didn't have a launch title made by Microsoft Game Studios. Yeah. And it's I mean, been this we've way. We've seen this like two years straight of nothing. We're, we're going mm -hmm. on three years. Three Three. Yeah, yeah. we are six months away from three years of virtually nothing coming out on Xbox. Like it's Forza Horizon 5, Halo Infinite, Hi-Fi Rush, Redfall, Pentiment, and I think that's it. And considering there's a good argument to be made that... There's a pretty easy argument to make that none of those are 10s. Oh, yeah. There's not an impossible <laughs> argument to make that none of those are 9s. And two of those are blatantly unfinished like just patently so like I mean, yeah redfall is really not done and halo infinite super obviously was not a holistically designed and finished project you know yeah, yeah like we, there, there, there's no reason for anybody to buy an xbox you need games to get people to buy right. the xbox yeah. like you're behind on user experience you're behind on software I'm really scared if that if that uh, PS4, PS5 Slim with the detachable thing is real, you're going to be behind on price. Do you know right. how fucking over it is if you get behind on price? And here's the thing. At the end of the day, as much as I want more competition in this market, Microsoft has proved they can't do it. So, Sony, I'm going to need, need you to price that discless PS5 that can attach the disk drive at 300 I need people to lose their minds as there's a $300 console from one of these two on the market for the first time in a while. Yeah. Uh, because good Lord, good Lord. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's, it's awful. Anyway, did anyone have any other comments they wanted to throw out here? Uh, I'm going to just briefly summarize. Half of it is weepy self-deprecating stuff the other half is disingenuous statements mm -hmm. about what it means to compete and what they can do so this was a terrible interview i think it's one of the worst ever i genuinely cannot think of a worse interview except for maybe uh xbox one interviews at e3 in 2013 <laughs> hey nothing bad yeah. happened to the guy running xbox shortly after that right no, what are you talking about? Okay. Matrix, I love that guy. He's got yeah, a sports car. He's always around. I'm like, did, where, where did he go? Did he go to EA? I don't even he know. He went to Zynga. Okay. All right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But yeah, did you have anything else to say? No, I don't it? have anything else. No. We, I, I we assume Agro doesn't have anything else to say. No, yeah, I'm good. Just... Don't Starfield isn't that's that like nothing you didn't have to say that part Phil you didn't have to say don't expect Starfield to be good enough to bring over PS5 people what the fuck is wrong with you
<laughs> I'm laughing because it's true. The, the, literally, you shouldn't say that. I, like I'm, I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be looking at my Series X and being like, I'm gonna keep you for Starfield. Right. But now it's like, man, I sure need that to play Sonic Unleashed at a decent frame rate and nothing else. Yeah, it's like we're like, three I'm, years I'm into mad. the gen. There should people, be a list of reasons. Yeah, there should be a list of games, a reason people who have a PS5 or only have a Switch somehow are like, oh, I want that. Right. It's not like PC gaming is good right now. That's not a mark or that's not the yes. same competition area. Yeah. Okay. I think we could move on. Yeah. Uh, as I said during that, which I, you know, I said, I said it like, I feel like I didn't get the whole statement out, but the reason Xbox can be the way they are right now is because journalism is so soft in the game industry. They need to be harder on this stuff. Mm -hmm. They were, then that would change public perception to make people a lot more aware of how much better they should be doing. And this is important because Sony, as I mentioned, is bringing out the PS5 version of Spider-Man, finally able to be purchased individually on its own for 50 fucking dollars when originally it was a $20 add-on to Miles Morales. They more than doubled the price of this thing that's two and a half years old in the lead-up to Spider-Man 2 coming out. And what do you get out of it? You get Peter Parker with a fucked up face. You, you, they whitewashed a white guy. I didn't think you could do that, but they sure fucking proved me wrong. <laughs> I'm so pissed about this. Yeah, it's pretty fucking despicable. Yeah. Uh, somebody replied to me on Twitter. Well, on PC, it's $60 right now. I'm like, yeah, they paid an entire studio to port that late last year. That's barely half a year old. This is two and a half years old, made by the same developer who made the game initially, was sold for $20 two and a half years ago. And the There's PC version so has ways. additional features that... Right. They, they the had to do a lot. Does not. There's a reason that's a good port. And that's because they did a lot of work to make it a good port. People who are playing Jedi Survivor sure wish they got a good port. Um, yeah, so this is infuriating. And I wish more people were vocally upset about this because that's insane. That is not okay. This is not the way things should be going. This is so distinctly taking things I enjoy about gaming. Like, I love the Greatest Hits program. Mm -hmm. I love things that are a premium experience at one point becoming more available to people with less income at a later point. And it's doing the reverse! They're like, well, it would have been $70. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, that's the way their brains had to work. Well, if it was new, it would be 70, and it's only two and a half years old, so I guess it's 50 by now. I, what? Yeah, no, I, it's, it's fucking five years old! I, it's it, it's insane. I don't know how Thank, they do this. Thanks for deciding you can't compete anymore, Phil Spencer. This is your fault too. <laughs> Basically, um, they, they teased they would do this back when they launched the Miles version. They, yeah. they talked about this all the way back then of like maybe later on we'll release it separately. Yeah, in and no world would we think fifty dollars. Right? Because why would you? Right. I think thirty dollars is the absolute cap to this. It's your fucking point of if, selling Spider-Man One right now is to get people excited to buy Spider-Man Two. You dumb shits. 
No one's excited to spend over $120 on Spider-Man games in one year because neither game includes Miles Morales! How funny is it that the Sony segment's the one that literally gets me spitting mad? <laughs> I'm not sure if the camera caught that either. I hope it didn't. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Because Miles Morales is like its own purchase. That's its own price. I think it's still 50 or whatever. Probably. What the fuck is wrong with them? Uh, also, there's going to be a prequel comic for Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man 2 on free comic book day. So go to your local comic book shop in two days from when we're streaming this and go get a free comic. Yeah, it's It'll Saturday. It'll somehow cost $15. No! No! We, we released this comic <laughs> on the PlayStation Store. It is now $80. I'm going to have to go, go at, as soon as we end the Majora's Mask stream. Uh -huh. I'm going to get in my car and drive out to the comic book shop. Yeah, and they're just like, are you okay? And you're like, one copy of the Spider-Man 2 prequel comic, please. And they're going to be like, we're sold out. No, I'll have to be there. You, you, I'll, I'll, you, I'll just take a pile of whatever else is there. You're like, how can you be sold out if it's not sold for money? You can't trick me. <laughs> They're like, sir, are you okay? And you're like, listen here, liberal cuck. <laughs> they have to get you escorted off the premises. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really excited to read that prequel comic for that game I'm excited for. I'm really sad that they sullied this by jacking up the price insanely on a game that's almost five years old. I'm very excited for Spider-Man 2, though. So, anyway, I'm going to try to go get that free comic. <sighs> That's it for my news. Cool. I don't think anyone else's news is going to make me yell as much. Oh, wait. <laughs> hey, Agro. Start it from the top. So, Microsoft uh, has announced their next game showcase uh, on June 11th, which they said... In, in a post on their website, this is the day gamers have been waiting to see what is coming to Xbox, PC, and Game Pass. What if I told you they announced that two months ago and Microsoft did that world-famous trick where they announced a the thing they already announced during a news week in which the bad news comes out? Yep. As I was typing it in, I'm like, I swear they, we've heard this before. Mm -hmm. It drives me fucking insane every time they do this and every time everyone falls for it. Yeah. It's like, guys, we've known that since March 8th. I know because I looked it up to get in an exact date of when they announced this before. Yeah, I'm sure you can go back to the uh, the big thing, big thing where we covered it. Right. You see it in someone's news. Every Absolutely. fucking time. Anyway, yeah, that 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 date, they're, they're doing a Starfield Direct right after the Microsoft Games Direct. So. But, you know, I, I don't think you should get uh, your your expectations up for for the Starfield Direct really need to, <laughs> to to modulate <laughs> expectations. Now the rest of it maybe maybe. Yeah, we're gonna see that Indiana Jones game there. They they Good announced luck. that. Um, <laughs> There'll be a new fable and everything. It's fine. It was all a bad dream. Do you imagine that's what I wake up from, Dan? You've been in a coma. Xbox didn't release games because you couldn't imagine how great these Xbox games are. <laughs> Fables out and everyone loves it. Thank God. <laughs> Entei is real. You promise? <laughs> Can we no. be a family again? <laughs> uh, 
Munfish put out a 20-second teaser trailer for the Atomic Heart DLC. It is a slowly rising shot of some buildings underwater and then parts of the buildings out of the water. And then it just says, this summer. What a great use of everyone's 20 seconds. <laughs> right. That's honestly, I didn't even know there's going to be DLC for this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't oh, know. yeah. As soon as it launched, they're like, we're making DLC and we're already planning on the sequel. Can you, can you fucking fix the game? No. It's done. <laughs> it's funny. It's not it's... not until not until you get rid of the random fucking drops. <laughs> when you think about it, uh, Xbox Wish Redfall was as good as Atomic Heart. I know, right? Yep. Yeah, that's so busted. Agro, <laughs> hey, you got one more. I do. Uh, I'm just pulling up this quote real quick. So okay, ins- cool. Insider Gaming uh, <laughs> is has uh, they, they have called their shot. They are reporting that the PlayStation 5 Pro is currently being developed and the dev kits are going out to first-party teams this month. Uh, this month or next month. Yeah. Uh, everybody else is going to get it by the end of the year. <laughs> their article is, let me let me see if i can find this specific line our report in march was dismissed as being inaccurate by many when it was first reported and although the playstation 5 pro could be canceled at any given time <laughs> insider gaming can report with a 100 percent degree of certainty that the playstation 5 pro is currently in development cool no sources so- say no reference to anything just it was revealed to me in a dream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is gamer uh, premonition. I feel like the worst possible form of the PS5 Pro would be some shit that's like it's better at ray tracing and nothing else. I struggle to imagine how a PS5 Pro could be a compelling concept. It could, so I look forward to them trying we, to prove me wrong. It can run things at it's solid 4K and 60. You don't have to choose. That's the only thing. And I don't think it can be that good. Right. That's the thing. That can't even remotely be affordable if that's what we're aiming for. Maybe like, they're going for the sicko market. Maybe. I, I just, I, I was saying to Agro while we were in the voice channel before we started Big Thing that I am easily describable as a tech fetishist. So it's strange to me that, that me, my form of subhuman creature here's the phrase ps5 pro and at no level gets excited and every time just goes why if i'm doing that what fucking hope do you have with the rest of people (laughs) it'll play the unoptimized games better (laughs) i don't i don't think it will oh no i don't think jedi survivor gets solved by a ps5 pro launch jedi survivor does not get solved by ps5 pro Mm. maybe by the time the PS5 Pro is or is not real, <laughs> is or is not canceled. Like, Sorry, guys, we had to cancel shit. it. It said the word. <laughs> if it's just some shit like, we guess what, motherfuckers? That thing with the detachable drive is real. Guess what? No disk drive, 300. Disk drive, 400. Pro, 5. Like, if it's that, mm-hmm. maybe... Like, just to give people who love spending too much money a price point? Yeah, it's always such a weird proposition. You know, like, the... the, the That'll be the one that's actually backwards compatible with every game. (laughs) 
Could you imagine? There's no way that's happening. No, but there's that, no that, way. That would be amazing. That would be incredible. I, I there's would, a fucking emotion engine in it. <laughs> I would never right? speak it. I would never speak ill of Jim Ryan ever again. <laughs> oh yeah, no. If, if the PS5 Pro is like, I can play every PlayStation. I'm like, so that's what Jamin Kessler, FPGA whisperer, was doing over there at Sony. You fuck. <laughs> you were secretly tricking me into buying an $800 console in a heartbeat. Yeah, in a heartbeat. <laughs> And then I we would, would look pay. over at the Xbox and it would also be a dotted line where it was in the silhouette. <laughs> I, I would pay an amount of money so high you'd think I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> For a box, it was just like PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, PS5. But of course, that's not. That's not <laughs> yeah, it's like, not yeah, either. like they'll call yeah. you an idiot, but you know, one of us is playing Threads of Fate off a disc right? in the year of our Lord 2024. <laughs> Sorry, can't hear you playing Ape Escape again, 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 again. And I'm playing Ape Escape 2, but it runs right now, right? <laughs> uh yeah so uh, back in reality i do not know how you make a ps5 pro that can run ray chase games better and run normal games better and because before this bottleneck was obvious and then they mm -hmm. didn't fix that <laughs> <laughs> like the pro doesn't fix the major bottleneck on the ps4 it just allows it to do hdr and higher resolution but not the frame rate it can't fix the frame rate nearly as easily. Right. You have to have a game that's absolutely CPU light as hell mm -hmm. to be able to run at a better frame rate because of the Pro. Um, PS5 Pro, it doesn't have that problem. CPU is pretty Chad-like. The GPU is pretty Chad-like. It has a lot of memory. Um, it can already output in all the resolutions and things you want, except for the one that's on the box. How have you not been sued for the lack of 8K output? <laughs> Why is everyone asleep? Well, the pro is going to have the 8K. They should. <laughs> that's not the box <laughs> I bought to it. The box for the pro won't say 8K, though. <laughs> Just to check me. They're like, well, we're so worried about getting sued. We didn't put it on this one. I'm like, it's still on the other one. <laughs> Uh, no one's considering playing any games at 8K. The thing is about like doing 8K output for streamed video. Also, that's not the, the principle is what the important thing is here. Nobody I know owns an 8K TV. It's that they put 8K on the fucking box and it literally cannot output well, that's a game. The thing, literally no one can check them because no one owns an 8K TV. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean they should get away with it. I know it doesn't. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for the, but yeah, for people who haven't keeping track, um, the same source uh, for Video Game Chronicle seemingly that said the disc drive that attaches later this year to the PS5 Slim later this year is happening, said the PS5 Pro stuff. So if that doesn't materialize by the end of the year, all of this was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Which wouldn't be surprising like at all. <laughs> Right, but it's good to have a thing to wait for and point at. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like Bob's news. We're going to Chris. Okie dokie. Uh, what did I have here? Uh, Waypoint is shutting down like Waypoint, the gaming publication. Uh, this is a smaller uh, symptom of Vice declaring bankruptcy. <laughs> Jesus. It was pretty funny that we got the announcement about Waypoint and then the announcement about Vice declaring bankruptcy. Right. 
They they might not. They're desperately trying to find a buyer. Oh. I I assume the way point shutdown was like we got to clean up our portfolios to make ourselves more attractive to purchase, which is really shitty because my understanding is that Waypoint was totally self-sufficient. Yeah, that's what they, they had say. Su- they had subscriptions and shit. But yeah, I'm trying to imagine a human that subscribes to Warpoint. <laughs> it's they're real. If if you're in online publishing, uh, start finding an escape route. Because these fucking freaks who think AI can do everything are going to take your job. The, the, they'll ask you back in five or six years when everything's burnt down by them, but you'll still need a way to survive until then. I'm saying uh, rip the only podcast that hated The Last of Us 2 more than Gigaboots. Uh, most of that spoiler cast is me sounding like the the computer from I Have No Mouth, Yet I Must Scream. Um, so I don't know how you can hate it more. <laughs> they... Th- uh, there was definitely a stand of like, it's 2020. We have we're in the middle of a pandemic. We have all these uplifting stories about people helping each other. Fuck you, Neil Druckmann, with this misery shit. There was definitely a there was definitely a really strong bend to that in a lot of like the waypoint type coverage of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but m- moving moving on. Anakin and Padme are coming to Fortnite. <laughs> so is Darth Maul. There's also going to be clone troopers out on the map that'll get Order 66 and start killing everybody. <laughs> Wait, was Darth Maul not in Fortnite? No. Tony Hawk 3 that wins again, baby. Wrong. Right? Hell yeah. I, I, saw multiple, <laughs> I saw more than one person go like, I don't even care about Darth Maul, but I got to buy him because it's Darth Maul. <laughs> <laughs> which is why no, which is why no game is ever gonna uh, unseat Fortnite ever. <laughs> True. And and if it doesn't, will probably be whatever the next MiHoYo game is. <laughs> if it has Darth Maul. Yeah, that's, that's really the important factor here. <laughs> it it won't because China doesn't care about Star Wars. <sighs> Smart. <laughs> so you know what's great. When you see a tweet from an account for a game or company oh and you God. know a PR person didn't write this tweet, a fucking idiot who is a studio head or an executive or someone who is way too emotionally involved in the subject matter wrote the tweet, which mm-hmm. is uh, what happened to the System Shock remake being developed by Night Dive this <laughs> week. Because they posted they posted AI art of... Uh, of what is that bitch's name? Shodan, mm-hmm. the uh, the AI villain. Which, uh, whatever. I I understand their point that they elaborated on was we just thought it was interesting to ask the AI to, you know, render what the AI looks like. Mm-hmm. Burr, 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 burr. Uh, but then they like didn't like that anybody got mad at them ever, so they proceeded to uh, shit their pants a couple times. And scream God. and cry and be and be like, no, we will use AI. We'll do it right. I don't care what you say. And they did that, you know, for three or four tweets. That's crazy. I, I saw those tweets. I didn't see what initiated this. So just they were posting AI art. Meanwhile, I was like, oh, look, they did a dumb an AI drew an AI and an AI. Okay, whatever. I didn't know about the several tweets after that where they're just like, and it, it, it owns, and it's the future, and I love it, and I'm going to marry her. <laughs> yeah, very, very stupid. Uh, t- 
This I think this game comes out in like a month. Why are you blowing off your own legs PR wise now? Fucking fine. <laughs> uh, fucking a Atari buying Night Dive already paying dividends, I guess. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm. Now this next this next story has two points. One is one is for sure real. The other, we don't know. I'm leaning towards it was fucking made up because the the, the outlet that reported it has a blue check mark. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good sign. <laughs> uh, so Final Fantasy 16 won't ship in Saudi Arabia. Allegedly, it is because of a gay sex scene they refused to censor. Based if true. Based right. if true. Yes. Right. I mean, I mean, maybe um, Don't Nod said openly in interviews like Square Enix was the only publisher for Life is Strange that we could find that did not try to make us straight the straight watch the game. Mm -hmm. Like they're the only publisher we could find that did not make us un not make it about these two women. So maybe based if true. I, right. I lean I lean towards it not being real because there's literally no source on the fucking site <laughs> right. saying it. <laughs> What's your source? I made it up. Oh, we yeah. Didn't, we did not ship in Saudi Arabia because of the gay sex scene. There is no gay sex scene. We're just racist. We just didn't ship there because we're racist. <laughs> right. I'm like Final Fantasy 16 now either contains a hardcore gay sex scene or direct criticism of the Saudi royal family. And you know what? I'm down for either in Final <laughs> right, Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> weird. It yeah, got you, all it's, tens from Gigabus. <laughs> it, it's weird how there was that cutscene where they, they turn and say, uh, Saudi Arabia illegally kills journalists. And then. <laughs> weird. Weird. Uh, Sci Games opens Sci Games America and Sci Games Europe. They're going to assist in marketing and licensing. It doesn't seem like any actual development will, of anything will happen at either place. This seems long overdue, though. Like, they just didn't have a, like, publishing branch in the U.S. to yeah, you actually can't, communicate. You can't, you can't go, like, onto the U.S. iOS store and grab Grand Blue Fantasy. Like, you still can't do that. There is still no official English release of this game. There's a browser version you can play and you I think you can sideload it on Android. Yeah. Man. But you can't like there's no official English release of them. Huh. Well, official American European. Right, game. right, right. Yeah. Cuz the English yeah. version of the game exists and is really high quality. Mhm. Mm yeah, that translation's perfectly playable. It's not like broken English or anything. And finally, for the first time in four years since 2019, Nintendo is returning to Gamescom. Gee, I wonder why. Look, just because a Pokemon leak happens where somebody accurately describes every major thing in the direct about specifically the, the Pokemon DLC landing later this year and all the details about it and everything that they would show and then goes, we're also working on a patch to get the Scarlet and Violet running great on the second Switch later this year in Q4. Just because of all of that and then... You know, Nintendo showing up at Gamescom uh, out of nowhere in, this in, is... in doing that event in the U.S. for the first time ever. Yeah, six years into the Switch's life. That doesn't mean a new Switch will happen. Come Nothing's on. happening. There's no new Switch. Pack it up. This is There'll not never be a new Switch, not even never. seven years after the normal length of a, of a console no. lifetime now. No, no, of course not. Switch One's just forever, baby. <laughs> The Nintendo, just like Microsoft, realized they peaked and never can do anything else. Could you imagine how much that would suck? <laughs>
Nintendo's putting out such good games that they just shut down. I'd be like, fuck video games. Yeah, that would be like serious question. Okay, yeah, guys. that caused another video game crash. That was yeah. straight Welcome up. to the it's big over. thing to mention. We only review really complicated physical board games now. Yes. <laughs> no. Please we join become, us for our have... live play of Mage Knight. That, that would be. It would be half that. It'd be half. Okay, Agro. What what board game made of solid wood did you bring? And the other half will be time to talk about a, some obscure retro game. Did you know that all retro games are better than any new games? <laughs> It's true. We're in an actual dark age right now. We go back to doing our dream series because nothing we cover is going to get views anymore, so we might as well. Chris, what is your Doom 2 mod of the week? <laughs> God, that would be so good. Uh, hey, Bob. I recreated Catan with the building. <laughs> What uh, you know, the build engine, I bet that can uh, multi-thread better than Unreal Engine 4 out of the box. Anyways, hey, Bob, what, did you, what, news, did you, what news you got? Uh, so Marvel's Midnight Suns, the Switch version has been canceled. Okay. I'm sorry, everyone. I know there's Gee. such high anticipation for it. But it was so I, close to the new one. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder why the old version, like the things of versions of things for the Switch... Are being canceled perhaps to focus on an upcoming platform no no <laughs> i mean they just gave up on sales because it's midnight suns yeah, yeah. Uh, ps4 and xbox one version is still coming out though that comes out may 11th which is like next week so you know if you've been holding out it's the day it's the day before breath of the wild maybe they thought that their release date would have been the day before breath of the wild I was like let's just cancel it let's not even think about it <laughs> god there's I, a lot of shit lining up to die that day that's that that's the yeah. when the second fuga melodies of steel game comes out oh thank you for saying that we forgot to mention the director of said fuga melody oh, of steels yeah. games ended up at platinum i meant to bring that up three weeks ago on big thing and it just every week kept slipping yeah, he, he left and he was like, it, it, it's not because of anything's going wrong here. It's fine. I just wanted to go do something else. And then Phil came out, actually, everything's terrible. Don't play their upcoming game. And they're like, Phil, what are you doing? <laughs> Phil, Phil, it's day one Game Pass. We we want people to play that. No. Like, no, it's pointless. It's all used. It's all fucking nothing. <laughs> and Phil just sweeps everything off the table. That's when Phil shows up to play board games with that girl. <laughs> I feel like we're going to get to E3 and Phil is going to roll out like dressed as Mr. Plinkett on the cart. <laughs> Holy shit. You know, nobody talked about the stuff in Phil's background this time. It's almost like there's a, a like dark undertone to that whole interview. No one can talk about anything else. <laughs> no one's going prop he's, hunting. And he's like, I'm, I'm a little concerned for Phil. There's like a noose and a prescription bottle. Yeah, and... Did he always have a revolver behind him? <laughs> It must be a Red Dead thing, I guess. Oh, okay, then explain the half-empty bottle of Jack. Still Red Dead 2. Oh, well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Very cowboy drink. <laughs> yes. Jack Dead. <laughs> uh, next thing. Uh-huh. Chrono Odyssey was announced. This is a new Korean MMO that's an action RPG that looks really fake. It looks insane. Absolute it does insanity. Look, it definitely fits in with those Chinese immaculate super games. Mm -hmm. Visually, yeah, it 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 it's it, it, it 
parts of this look more real. Like there's a part where these really like like these clay monsters are rushing at him and he's doing like Dynasty Warriors sweeps and then a big clay guy like schmooves up to him. That looks pretty real. Yeah, a, lo I, a lot of it I could believe it wasn't obviously being pitched as an MMO. Uh huh. Yeah, um, but, but MMOs can be action games now, like Destiny. Yeah, I guess if we're calling that an MMO, uh, they've been pitching that for right a decade, nine yeah. years now. Yeah. And I, I'm not winning this war is what I'm finding out. Oh man, this shit where they're fighting the, the, the soul of the berserk armor, that shit is super fucking fake. Yeah, no, this 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 trailer is insane. Again, like I'd I like keep, to play it for real. <laughs> like I keep saying, we're gonna get to the point where these games are either gonna one come out and come and be the fucking death blow on Ubisoft and EA and Activision, or none of them are real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we really are seeing like the deconstruction of Western game publishers. Yeah. Like in Microsoft's clearly being affected by it too. It's weird. I didn't think I would be as affected as I am. It, well, it's almost like the very American idea of tomorrow's not real. We don't need to prepare for tomorrow. We need as much as possible right now. It's almost like Sony being the only person people going, we want to still exist tomorrow, so let's build this infrastructure so we can right. ship these fucking games. And nobody else did that. They just sat on their fucking thumbs. Well, it helps that Sony had their shit kicked at the beginning of the PS3. And that's when they realized they needed to do that. Yeah, but so many other publishers kind of did the same thing. They got it harder because they were the platform holder then and had a platform that was really hard to develop right. for. Well, I they mean, just went I mean, from the PS1 the... and 2 to 3. Yeah. So they had to I learn mean, to stand all on their the, own. Like, that's why all the Japanese publishers are really coming back real hard because they, they got beaten up and learned. Right. But now but now it feels like... I I genuinely wonder, like, every Western, big Western publisher is like, we don't need to update our development pipeline. We don't need to hire more people. We don't need to change our practices at all. We worst case scenario, we hire external people to stack on top of it mm -hmm. until it were until we can get this game out. And now it feels like we've reached the point that no, you can't. Yeah, contractors can't get you this this done. Right. It became too complicated at some point. Uh, anyway. All right, next game. Um I've got a pitch to read. Okay, uh Bob, you have <laughs> let me go get the music. <laughs> I'm actually gonna do this one second. I've never been more glad to not be able to hear when he plays on stream. <laughs> oh man. Okay, I'm almost there, Bob. I'll give you one more second. All right. One more second. <clears throat> okay, Bob, you have 30 seconds. Start your pitch now. Oh. There we go. Double Dragon Gaiden Rise of the Dragons is a cooperative beat-em-up featuring tag team duos of fighting infused with roguelite elements to deliver classically informed, highly replayable dragon, dr double dragon style brawls with a new edge that will revitalize the iconic franchise. <laughs> Whew. And wow, you had plenty of time. I should have done the other one. Uh, it's, it's, one second, I need to play this. Is this... And time! Oh no, and time again! And time again! Okay, hey Bob, uh, good job on your armchair devs pitch for a Double Dragon game. 
Uh, let me just write these notes down over here. <laughs> um, roguelite. You're sure about that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty confident in this okay. one. <laughs> and what was the name of that? Double Dragon Gaiden? Uh, Rise of the Dragons. Oh, that seems like a really long title. Um, it has dragon twice in it. That seems a little dumb. Um, but okay. I've written it down. Um, you have any developers in mind for this game? I'm going to get... Let me see. Secret-based developer of Devil's Dare and Streets of Red, Devil's Dare Deluxe. That sounds like that's yeah, those, two those of are the, the same, same game. game. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> the exact same game. Wait a minute. <laughs> okay, Bob, that's an interesting pitch. Uh, Chris, do you have a pitch for Double Dragon? Uh, okay, so, so, so you know River City Girls? Uh-huh. You make a Double Dragon game that looks like that. That, oh, okay. That's my, that's my that's my double dragon pitch. That's a pretty solid pitch. That I'm, did have the double dragons in it. I'm, I'm scared <laughs> that if I ask Dr. Agar what his double dragon pitch is, it'll somehow tap into the ending of Big Thing last week. <laughs> um, I mean... <laughs> the, uh... I, w I looked at the footage for this game. Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, man. Yeah, that looks just good enough where I'll buy it. Because yeah. for people who don't know, I actually, I, I've, I've owned Double Dragon my entire life. Um, the biggest disappointments to me were Super Double Dragon on the Super Nintendo, which is technically Double Dragon 4, and um, Double Dragon 5, that P the PS4 era NES game. I just didn't even buy it. I'm like, if you're not going to try, I'm not either. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not, I'm not even buying that because I heard so many bad things about it. Right. So I'm going to buy this. Then later I found out it was a roguelite. And I'm like, <laughs> why though? <laughs> yeah, this comes out this summer too. It's really close. But hey, it looks better than Double Dragon 4. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like there's any effort going on here. Which, so that's something. You saw that in the last year, right? I subjected you to how rough uh, Super Nintendo's Double Dragon is. I believe so. Where it's like 20 frames per second, yeah. probably. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. You getting yeah. it? I considered it. Hey, it runs better than River City Girls 2. Maybe River City Girls 2 patch will be out by then. Yeah, maybe. They, they teased it last month. Um, I think it's interesting that they... What's the girlfriend's name in... Uh, uh, Marion. Yeah, I think it's interesting that they took her character in the direction of... She just got lots of guns. Yeah. To defend herself. Why not? I, I think the River City Girls was way funnier. Of like, she got punched in the gut, so of course she just made her abs insane. Yeah, so that way she <laughs> could punch back. <laughs> um, but yeah, it. Other than the roguelite stuff, I'm interested because I too like beat 'em ups. But yeah, it's uh worrying. So I'll probably just if you're buying it, I'll just play yours. That's not what it was the the. The Turtles game, which wasn't bad, but no. it, it didn't end up being something that I felt like I'd want to play again, uh, which is a really bad place for a beat-em-up to be in, I feel like. Yeah, I, I liked it more than River City Girls 1, but obviously neither of those are as good as Streets of Rage 4. Yeah. But, you know, there's always space for lesser games. Oh, of course. genre, so I don't know. Uh, Bob, I, I saw the next news bit. Can you stop making up armchair devs pitches for right? the end of Big Thing to mention? What the hell are you doing over here? 
Also, isn't it supposed to be Dark? <laughs> isn't it supposed to have an apostrophe in Chris's I think there's an page? H in there, too, Dark. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know. Why are you doing this? Why are you inventing games? Is Big Thing not long enough for you? Is that the problem? <laughs> the game that I brought this week is uh -huh. the second one. Uh, Shadow Man Dark Legacy. Dark spelled D-A-R-Q-U-E. Uh-huh. Um, there's no release date. We got a CG trailer that was a lot like the contraband CG trailer we got, where it just pans over a table of various things relating to the game. Uh, uh, it's going to be on PS4 or 5, Series, and Xbox One, and PC. And it is... I had to look this up. There are two different Shadow Mans... They're both the same universe. Shadow just, Man. Uh, so the N64 game Shadow Man was based on the then popular 1997 like sequel comic to Shadow Man, with Michael Leroy. Uh, this is based on the Shadow Man uh, Jack Boniface. Boniface um, was apparently the original Shadow Man. Okay. <laughs> For I uh, hopefully I covered that. For anybody who knows these comics and has any idea I, what I'm talking about, I think I think the idea is that um, Jack Boniface was like the first one in the setting of the of the in the comic, but I don't think the comic was ever about him. But I might be remembering wrong. Okay, so it's like it's like I was the old Shadow Man. You're gonna be the new Shadow Man, but the, but and then he doesn't like he's not Shadow Man in the comics. Okay. Yeah, but maybe it's that. Unclear. <laughs> also, because somebody's probably going to bring it up. Bob, is is this spelling correct on the on these names? Yeah, is, is that, that's really got to be Leroy. Dev's pitch. Um, I, I I just copied these off of Wikipedia. Okay, so yeah, no, like I was going to say before somebody comments that that's probably Michael Leroy and not Leroy. Okay. Oh, I'm not looking at the document at all, so I didn't <laughs> yeah. guess that either. <laughs> I, I can't believe how they spelled dark. What is this, my fucking Silent Hill pitch? Yeah, straight up. <laughs> it's really great. You should make video games. Uh, don't You know, you have a drive to... Uh, clearly, you're tapping into creative ley lines and energies out there. A thing Phil wishes he could do. Oh, yeah, they did talk about what this game's going to be like, allegedly, even though they just showed a CD trailer. Uh, there will still be the realm shifting stuff. Okay, so you, I was genuinely like, is this going to be anything like the old game? But uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. RPG light mechanics or character progression. Still like the old game. Okay. Melee combat. I believe that also was there. Yeah. I could have sworn that was mainly a third person shooter. I mean, it, it, it looks like a third-person shooter because it's a third-person camera, but I'm pretty sure you punch dudes in that. But, okay, but it's been so long. I think you also used magic. But that yeah, I thought you had like a, I thought you had like a skull. You held out and shot energy, and that was you your do main attack. do that. You do do that. I don't know if that was a okay. Mostly ranged weapons is what we're seeing. Where in chat, it, it sounds like it's just melee in this. That might be a good idea. It might be. Gonna, yeah. I don't know. So, are you excited? No, not until I see what this game looks like. Bob, it panned over a thing. <laughs> I think that like the idea of a voodoo man like superhero is yeah. really cool. Yeah, so, no, that's neat. And I, I mean, I even I 
rented that game several times back in the day because I thought it was such a cool idea. <laughs> Even if that game sucks. That same hole over and over. <laughs> yes. Why but, haven't you gotten the Night Dive version? Yeah, when's the Avenging My Youth Shadow Man? Holy fuck! I don't know. That that is a that is a really high tier of schadenfreudistic like avenging my youth. That's that, that really goes up there. I feel like. I mean, that, I have several from that gen. They were like, man, you sure? Because that Turok, Turok two. Yeah, <laughs> Turok all, all really things isn't. Night dive did. Yeah, basically yes. nothing but night dive. It's all coming up night dive. Uh, one more thing happened while we were doing this. Pot show. Phil Spencer Phil okay? has been. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. Phil's okay. Phil's okay. okay but that's uh, good. That's good. Uh, the pre the prequel manga for Street Fighter Six came out. The uh, director tweeted it. Ooh. It's on the Street Fighter site. Nice. Cool. Do we have any new details from that, or should we? All just uh, it seems to be. It seems to be about Ken and like the steps of. It, it seems it, it's only part one, so it seems like it's going to be. Here's how Ken became homeless. Huh. <laughs> So it's not just a full manga of um, Luke watching Naruto. Luke no. is in it. Okay. <laughs> he might even watch Naruto. Unclear. Uh, but that's it for news. We did it. We made it to the end. Impressive. Um, we actually have something really exciting for you guys right after Big Thing. But before we talk about that, uh, hey, Agro, do you have anything going on in the next week? uh probably going to do some community service uh attend church services uh, that's great file correct paperwork uh <laughs> enjoy wholesome media entertainment do some upkeep on interpersonal relationships that's smart that's smart uh chris are you doing anything like any of that or are you just subhuman uh, i'm a subhuman um <laughs> i'm gonna stream something i haven't decided if i'll just be like okay it's on time for uncharted 3 we need to learn about talbot <laughs> or or if we'll take a weird detour and I'll be like I, we need to look at other of these shooters to compare Tomb Raider to Army of Two or something insane like that I remember Lynch. liking Army of Two Kanan one dude, dude if you Kanan do Lynch, Jesus. if you do Army of Two let us know we will join you online and go <laughs> oh god <laughs> I, need to, I need to see that experience play out um, as we talked about earlier, I finally get to show a thumbnail I've been looking at for weeks now. Like, I think it's been a week and a half of me staring at this thumbnail by myself and just being like, I love this. I love this thumbnail so much. This is the best thumbnail of all the Zelda streams. Tomorrow we will be doing the Majora's Mask stream. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stunned into silence. I'm glad that there wasn't something horrible like somebody being the moon. There are just so many layers unfolding here. Are you, you going to put that horrible little fucking statue somewhere on the overlay and be like, hey, Ben? Hey, Ben. How are you doing? Anyway, um, yeah, we're going to be streaming all the way through Majora's Mask, a game I've never beaten. I hope no child owned this cartridge before Bob had drowned. <laughs> you got this straight from Toys R Us, right? We're going to be yeah, safe. Yeah, we're safe. Oh, we're safe. This is a, a brand new, basically. <laughs> copy. That's, a good, oh, that's so good. That's great. I'm so happy that there's no curse inside of this Majora's Mask cartridge. That's, that's, that's swell. That's... <laughs> 
<laughs> I love those fucking thumbnails. <laughs> Anyways, um. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Dr. Agra said some shit on Twitter uh, earlier this week, and we're going to check it. Dr. Agra said, <clears throat> never played one for more than 20 minutes, but I'm going to straight up say any video game version of Jeopardy made ever. I doubt it. I fucking dare you when the original tweet was, what game could you turn on right now and cook at least half of your Twitter followers in because you're a fucking tryhard. So immediately going from this moment into that, we're, we're streaming Jeopardy. Stick around. We're not rating anyone this week. <laughs> but we got to end, end this gaming podcast. Uh, I hope I win at Jeopardy and no one goes, oh, cool. I want to check out that stream. Did you know Dan has the education of a third grader? <laughs> <laughs> An American third grader. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for Big Thing Dimension this week. See you all next time. Or, but don't, don't leave. <laughs> this is the stream where... It we're going to show black at the end for a little bit, but that that doesn't mean it's over. You got to stay here. Unless you're listening to this. If you're listening to this later, then th this already happened. I guess there's probably a VOD, but yeah. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Big Thing to Mention. Big Thing to Mention is only possible because of your support over at patreon.com slash Podcast, where you can get a movie that is like some guy getting divorced while in Thailand. And not doing much else other than getting drunk and smashing a MacBook, which is real. Him smashing that MacBook. It died while he was in Thailand because of how hot it was. That's patreon.com slash GB podcast. <laughs>